Hello and welcome to the 250, your weekly podcast look at the IMDb's top 250 movies of all time. And sometimes the bottom 100 as well. I'm Darren. And I'm Andrew. Oh, I'm Jared. I'm Ethan. And this week we're taking a look at the bottom 100, the lowest ranked movie that we have covered on this podcast to date. It is you, Uwe, Uwe Balls, 2003, Sega console adaptation. Does any of that make sense? <laughs> to anybody. It's just words. Mostly strung after each other. I th- yeah, I think if, if, if you had said that to me yesterday, um, or like maybe a month ago, Uwe Balls, Sega <laughs> uh, adaptation. Uwe Ball, yeah. <laughs> Uwe Ball. Uwe. Uwe. Is it Uwe? Uwe? It's Uwe. I, I, I think it's like a soft kind of vowel sound, like Uwe Ball. Ball, Uwe Ball. Uwe Ball. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, All right, but Uwe Uwe Balls. uh, 2003 adaptation of the Sega video game arcade classic House of the Dead. Sorry, it's ranked at the moment 8th on the bottom 100. Uh, It is, uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting film. It's the worst regarded movie that we have covered so far on this particular podcast. And what's interesting about this is that normally when we have guests on, we'll ask them what they want to talk about, what their choices are, like what films are they interested in, what are the films that they're really aching to sit down and talk with us about. Now, we had you guys on earlier talking about Life is Beautiful, and thank you very much for doing that. We really, really appreciate it. But when when we asked you guys what you wanted to talk about, you came back to us and you said, we want to talk about House of the Dead. What was it about House of the Dead that was like demanded that you guys want to talk about it? It was like, that's the movie on the list that we're most interested in. Well, I feel like, you know, it was knowing kind of Uwe Ball to a certain extent, seeing the, the kind of man that he is, the kind of filmmaker he is. Um, this was the first thing that I've seen before, like I remember, that was like an actually kind of adaptation from a kind of video games console um, story. And it was kind of worth seeing in that sense. I like kind of schlocky horror films in certain ways. Um, was it a horror film? I guess it was in some regards. But I mean, <laughs> it was so hard to like, you know, kind of pin down in terms of like genre and stuff. But I mean, he himself is, is quite a fun character to, to kind of watch and listen to. Um and it just seemed so outrageous, so ridiculous, like a mishmash of like, you know, Kung Fu kind of kind of combat um, style stuff and kind of classic horror. But I mean, kind of, it was just, it was inviting in certain ways for some reason. It was just, you know, it was incredible, I think, to see. To kind of behold. Yeah, in person. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jared, you've been sort of like drawn to this. Had you any interest in this or were you sort of, dra- did Ethan drag you into this? Ethan actually tossed out the, the name of the movie I think I don't know, I can't remember it was, it was you guys tossed out the name of the movie or you tossed out the name of the movie I can't remember who said it first and then I was just like I was kind of immediately on board with it not just because the idea is so outside the realm of what I would typically watch typically for good reason but like you said like <laughs> I, w- I also really enjoyed it like it's, I, th- I thought that was really strange I kind of love watching um, I like you bad guys films, probably know yeah. like Sharknado and Two Headed yeah, 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 and all yeah, those yeah. like so ridiculous bad movies well. they're great like, yeah. yeah I love that stuff like I think it's hilarious so I thought this, like, I thought this would be kind of in, in that wheelhouse. That's what I was kind of thinking, but it's kind of better in a way. Like, <laughs> it, it, yeah, I'd I'd agree with you there because like the some some of the some of those kind of um, uh, so bad uh, they're good movies are they're good because they're bad and part but um, I like this because in part it's awesome. <laughs> so not just because it's terrible and i I can i can uh laugh at it but i think like 
what it's trying to do, it does um, uh, really well. It leans into it yeah. really hard. It's just yeah. like, we're going to go it for this. It turns into the swerve, so to speak, to a certain extent as well. It's, yeah, it's Yeah, remarkable. it's gradual. Yeah. It well, sorry, it's not gradual, <laughs> but it kind of, it gets definitely, I don't like to say worse, but it gets like, you know, not the movie's quality. It gets, I mean, more, like, it gets more intense, I guess. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> yeah, of crazy. Yeah. One way of putting it. Let, let's talk a little about Uwe Ball before we jump in, because again, I think this demands some sort of context. Like, what is it about him as a character that kind of was like, I want to watch an Uwe? Well, first of all, was this the first Uwe Ball film that you watched? And second of all, like, what was it about him that kind of grabbed your attention as a as an artist? Well, actually, I've seen one film before. It was actually Auschwitz, which is actually kind of oh. a, a bit a bit departure from this kind of genre, I guess. But I mean, it's weird seeing how passionate he is about everything he does, and he's driven to kind of like you know adapt games and kind of do kind of dark things as well he seems so driven but i mean i can't see why in each case he is driven by certain plots and certain film choices because he's so he's quite a cool guy i mean he has a kind of some kind of uh, i think pizza place in vancouver apparently yes because apparently he couldn't get good pizza in vancouver so it's just he's eccentric i guess but i mean seeing how he had this drive to like you know make kind of these kind of first person arcade kind of weird enough games and put it on screen is in a certain way like you know a fair play to him because it takes effort to get the kind of film on screen of course but i mean second film i've seen from him i do want to see the other kind of game films he's made so far i have kind of pure curiosity i guess at this I, stage has he made much oh yeah has, has he made many which ones has he done he has yeah, like he's the the big trilogy the uve ball kind of crafter piece sort of trilogy school of horror is, yeah school of horror <laughs> is the trilogy of movies that began with uh, this one. So that's just a quick bit of introduction to who Uwe Ball is and sort of where he comes from. Because he remembers, like, as a, as a child going to the cinema mm-hmm. and falling in love with movies and wanting to make yeah, movies. He's a film and person, yeah. yeah. He's a very film person. And he went to film school in order to learn how to make movies. What he was disappointed in when he got to film school is how much theory there was and how much discussion there was and how little actually making movies. There was. That can be. A, I think that's a disappointment in a lot of art schools. Is people find that that it it can be a it it can feel like up to half of the course is l- learning how to kind of contextualize your movies yeah. and and learning about kind of like the um, phenomenology and um, semiotics and, yeah. and various kind of philosophies of of criticism. And, yeah. Yeah. And schools and all all this sort of stuff. And yeah, that's sort of like doctrine, history. And and Bowl had very little time for that. Mm -hmm. Bowl, very famously, his first movie was called German Fried Movie. Um, And again, this this is the thing with, with, with Bowl where there's like, I'm of two minds about Bowl. Part of me loves him and part of me really doesn't. And the part of me that loves him is the part of me that admires him as a producer, as an Mm -hmm. Ed Wood type. Mm -hmm. Because Bowl is a producer, like, Whatever shortcomings he has, and he definitely has shortcomings as a director and as a writer, as a producer, he is an artist. What he does is he has a remark... <laughs> it's <laughs> Have you guys watched the College Humor sketch about Nick, Nick Cage's agent? Yes. I don't think oh, I have. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a beautiful moment in where it's like they're, they're sending him scripts and the agent's like, you can't do that. Nick's like, I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah. And Oscar Schindler's Actually, not an action hero. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, he is now. And it's like, Nick, why are you doing this at mm-hmm. one point? And Cage responds, I just like making movies, Gary. <laughs> and there's a real sense with Bowl when you like listen to him talk. 
he really likes he making the film movies. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. exactly. So, like, his first movie was called German Fried Movie, mm-hmm. which was, as you might guess from the title, a ripoff of Kentucky Fried Movie. Yeah. And the reason it was a series of skits. What's Kentucky Fried Movie? Kentucky Fried Movie is from the guys who did Airplane, the Zucker Brothers, and it's a collection of different skits. Basically, it's it's a it's like movie forty three or whatever. It's a series of sort of um, kind of you know little bits and sort of sketches that are stitched together into the context of a movie. German Fried movie is the same sort of thing. The reason he did a sketch movie first is because he couldn't get actors who would work for free for an extended period of time. He'd only be able to book them for a couple hours here and there. Better to do vignettes then. That's it, exactly. His mother famously did the catering on the show, the ne- uh, on the film. The next movie that he did... Did she also do um, craft services for this? Because <laughs> uh, the same person who did craft services also did uh, first aid. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, very utilitarian approach. Uh, like to the mum coming along and saying, you know, I have my first aid qualification as well. I could do first aid in a movie. Yeah, and Uwe is like fantastic. It's in the movie. Go ahead, Um, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, And his second movie, which was called Barshall, A Murder in Geneva. What he would do to film that is he would drive the cast and crew 500 miles to Geneva. He would shoot 10 hours and then drive them home that night. Uh, in order to avoid the cost of spending, like paying for accommodation overnight, he's quite hands-on. Even like you know, in filming uh, Auschwitz, I mean, he actually played one of the parts of the guard because he got pissed off. Like everyone was like, you know, not doing what what, what he wanted to do, and he like kind of jumps in the cast, and he's he's quite kind of personally involved in many ways on set. But I mean, it's he's a very kind of passionate guy in many ways. Oh, yeah. in well, it's it's worth noting in terms of how he ended up making House of the Dead, and this is kind of interesting because this gives you like a branching alternate universe of Uwe Ball, right? Which is in around about 2000, shortly after uh, the Columbine massacre. Um, He went to America and he did his first film called Heart of America. And Heart of America stars Elizabeth Moss. A Moss, who you may know from, she's in Handmaid's Tale at the moment. Mad Men. Mad Men as well, yeah. Peggy, uh, Peggy Olsen. Wow, so this was a, quite a young Elizabeth Moss. Thing. Yeah, and a, yeah. and a wonderful cast from as well. I haven't seen Heart of America, but the reviews on it are actually relatively positive. Um, it's talking about, like, so the, the camera movements are very graceful. There's a lot of crane shots. There's a lot of technically accomplished shots in there. And Uwe Ball is still very proud of that movie because he thinks it deals with this idea of a school shooting in America. Mm-hmm. What happened is that it was Gus Van Sant's uh, Elephant. Elephant, sorry, yeah. Sorry, came out yeah, at the yeah. same time yeah. and stole a lot of its thunder. If to hear Uwe Ball say it, is that like this movie came out and overshadowed his and there was only room for one movie from this from an art house director about this subject. So he was like, his movie didn't get a lot of attention. And then literally what happened is that he was approached um, to adapt House of the Dead. He was desperately looking for money. He was looking, this movie. Which is this movie here. He wanted work, yeah. He was yeah. looking, he wanted work. Yeah. He wanted to keep working, keep making movies. And somebody approached him and said, look, Sega are optioning this. We think it'll be a market. Zombie movies. It just sounds funny. Yeah. Sega are optioning this. Yeah. It just sounds uh... <laughs> Video game movies are, you know, they're popular at the moment. Mm-hmm. Zombie movies are popular at the moment. Uh, we'll, you know, you'll be able to do it. You can work. There are tax exemptions you can get. And it was like, yep, yeah, I will happily... <laughs> Zombie tax exemption? Uh, well, because you'll notice it's shot in Germany as well. Shot in Germany, Canada, and the United States. Mm-hmm. It's a triple co-production. Yeah. And this is the thing where he, where Bowl is a phenomenal producer. Um, he exploits 
German tax loopholes. And it pulls together, yeah, yeah. That's exactly, to allow you to write off any losses. It's something akin to the producers, where if you invest in a German production that doesn't technically turn a profit, you get to claim your money back, but you also get to claim it back tax-free. Um, yeah, which is which is obviously a big investment. He talks about how the people who invest money in his films are mostly like dentists who don't actually watch movies. Like, so the idea is you give your money to Uwe Ball and you get it back at the end of the year and you don't have to pay any tax on it. That's as far as it goes. Meanwhile, Uwe Ball gets to go off and make a movie. And you get the sense that he really just loves making movies, which is, is absolutely fascinating in terms of this. Because presumably with this, he didn't have to depend on any dentists. Yeah. Or, or like all the money came from Sega, right? Uh, I don't know if he came from, if they came from Sega or if he had to pay Sega to get the rights or whatever. But ah. uh, and it's notable that Sega were all over this. As you may have noticed, the rave at the start is sponsored by Sega. Yeah, that was quite prominent in the whole and film. A couple of cameos from like chief executives of the company in there as well. And it's interesting because Sega were all over this before mm-hmm. it was released. Sega were like, this is going yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to be the big video game movie. This is going to be the video game movie you're talking about. Forget- it's very difficult to make, say, Sonic. Yeah, let's <laughs> an example in 2019. It's happening soon, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, it's I like, about forget that, about Super Mario Brothers. Forget about Street Fighter. Forget about Mortal Kombat. Finally, there's going to be... This a- is actually good, guys, I promise yeah, this, you. This you is know? that little Sega's position. Is, yeah, is this the... Sorry, uh, I feel like... I, I, no, did, I, I feel like you, 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 you have a lot more spiel to go. No, no, I no. kind of want to ask, is this the best... A video game <laughs> a video movie. Video game movie. movie. <laughs> it's not in very esteemed company. No. There are a lot... It's a low bar, video guess, game yeah. movies in the bottom 100. Oh, there are indeed. Like, we're talking about Street Fighter's in there. Mario Brothers used to be in there. Yeah. Street Fighter Legend of Chun-Li's in there. Mortal Kombat Annihilation's in there. Yeah, the video game movie is a much blind genre and perhaps... There's been two Hitman so. movies. There's been a Max Payne as well. Yeah. Um, one of those Hitman, one of those Hitman movies is not too all right. I think it might it may have. It was the, Timothy Oliphant, wasn't it? Yes, it was oh, the yeah. second and, one. Uh, Olga um, Kurlyanko. was the second one, yes. Um, and I mean, there are a couple of those, um, like they make money is the thing. And like the thing is, despite the tax exemption that they're exploiting in German law, because these movies don't turn a profit in Germany, mm. they're actually quite profitable internationally, and particularly on DVD sales and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So they allow him to keep making movies. But yeah, in terms of video game movies, are is this the worst video game movie you guys have ever seen? That was not my question. <laughs> is this the best video game movie you guys have ever seen? To both? Yes. Um, <laughs> the- in isolation. Um, is the worst I think probably is, but I mean it's it's a low bar as it is, and I haven't seen that many video games films. Um, they keep trying to make them, but I mean so far I've seen no massive success, and this ranks quite low, I'd say. I'd I actually, oh, sorry, the only it's fun to watch, the only other video game movie that I can recollect at the moment will be Doom. That's the only one I remember watching. With the Rock, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Carl Urban, yeah. Yeah, and um, I didn't think very highly of that one. I actually <laughs> think this is better. Well, because it's more memorable, perhaps. Yeah, they just they just lean into it. They know exactly what they're making, and they just go. They kind of just lean in, like the ri- the kind of ridiculousness of the shots is almost yeah. is almost brilliant in how ridiculous they kind it of is. own it in some ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. Oh, what it is in some I ways. think one hundred percent. Oh yeah, I mean we're we're probably talk about this in the spoiler zone. I think what's interesting about this is it's it is a video game movie. It yeah, is, and unapologetically, like, it's, yeah, it it's, it's, yeah. it's not a movie. It, it doesn't yeah. feel like it's a movie about like uh, based on a video game. No, it's a video a game, game movie. movie. Um, yeah, which is which is which is probably a good way to go about it because like if you've seen some of the 
um, uh, uh, movies based on video games. You're they're, they 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 listen to they a certain level. They, yeah, 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 they yeah. create this kind of like divides from to the point where like you're watching kind of Super Mario Brothers. It's like what? How has any of this has related anybody to, ever yeah. played the yeah. game? Yeah, they like, yeah. yeah, the the um, yeah, the great um, because with with video games. It seems like the movie, the video games that's, that is probably easiest to kind of adapt into a movie don't need movie. to be a, adapted into movies. Like uh, if you made a, uh, say, Grand Theft Auto movie, it's already cinematic enough. Yeah. So all you'd be doing is creating something that doesn't need give you a controller. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that's it. Like that's the difference between video games and cinema as a medium is that video game is inherently immersive. Like you're playing Mario Brothers, you're hitting the buttons, you're watching Mario respond to that. And this is the thing is that a lot of the better video games, and I mean like not to generalize and obviously it's become a lot more complex in recent years, but a lot of the classic video games, you're not playing Mortal Kombat for the story of Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. You're not playing Street Fighter because you're interested in Guile's backstory. It's the experience, I guess, isn't that's it? It's the- hands-on like, you know, fun yeah. in some ways, which is what this tries to be in many ways, yeah. I think. And, and, that, and that's the nostalgic issue. Nostalgic as well, I'd say. Yeah, that's the issue. Like adapting a story, like trying, to, as Andrew pointed out, trying to adapt a story from Mario Brothers, where it's an Italian plumber who goes down a pipe and ends up in a world with turtles that he jumps on and it's disturbing. Around. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's how, Huskins, yeah. How do you build a story around that? You can't, so you end up with this monstrosity. And like, I would argue, unless like you, you, I feel like if if um, if 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 you a ball um, was asked to make a Mario. Uh, movie that he would just make this like really surreal (laughs) kind of um, experience full of these kind of um, you know crocodiles and stuff yeah (laughs) sound effects and kind of like climbing down pipes and going in like kind of bouncing on top of turtles and mushrooms and and watch them going back and forth and stuff yeah yeah yeah. Um, I mean like because that's that's the thing is I would argue the best video game movies that are made aren't movies about video games like Tom Cruise's Live Die Repeat or The Edge of Tomorrow Yes, which is, is the well. best video yeah. game movie yeah. ever yeah. because it experience. captures the experience of learning how you play a video game yeah, yeah. Yeah. and you play through and you die and a you go back yeah. to the save yeah, point yeah. and you're like okay I'll do it again this time I'll do it slightly differently Gamer was, was it Gamer was there? oh with Jared Butler yeah oh, that was really good yes. as well I love that Man, like, as in, that's when I learned about ping because I played a lot of video games before and never learned about that and then I learned about it in gate- watching Gamer and I was like that's kind of cool sorry that's kind of cool the way they um, connect the two really well like, I thought that was brilliant I'd actually it say looks Gamer's amazing. I would, I would, I would love to see Gamer actually because I, I've I've heard them talking on how did this get made about it and it sounds bonkers. <laughs> it sounds like, completely insane. Yeah. Um, and it, like the, the the um and what what's his name? Um, is it Anthony Michael Hall? Um, oh, he's the villain, isn't he? Or is he the yes from um? Am I thinking of the Breakfast the Club? right the right name? No, no, no. Sorry, um, not him. The guy from Six Feet Under. He is another kind oh, of... Oh, the guy plays Dexter, yes. Yeah, um, he reminds me of the guy from Dexter. It's the same yes. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael C. Hall? Is it? Michael I'm not, not okay. going right, yeah, yeah. um, But yeah, and, and it's interesting because Bowl... And this is, this is something I find fascinating about Bowl because Bowl has talked about how he never actually played video games. He was never a fan of video games. Um, he is... Because he says he has no time. And he's kind of... Um, interesting because the way that he sees these projects is a way for him to indulge genre Mm. and like again this is the thing where bowl paints himself as a kind of a as an artist who is misunderstood in his own time to a certain extent a prophet in the wrong time yeah yeah, because because he's like um you know you look at my work and it's like look at house of the dead you say it's a video game movie 
I say it's a zombie movie. Look at Alone in the Dark. You say it's a video game movie. I say it's a haunted house movie. Look at uh, In the Name of the King. I say that's a fantasy high epic. You say it's a video game movie. And so on and so forth. Postal. Uh, infamously, a social well, this satire. This is definitely a video, video game. Because I, I didn't realize that this was a video game movie until like a few minutes in. And I just wrote down, is this a video game movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then way. I realized, oh, yeah. Like, kind of, Darren, do you, do you and guys, do you, do you remember playing this? Like, yes, in, yeah. in, yeah. in, uh, in, in Bunjoran? I don't know Leisure if it was in Bunjoran, well, but I've definitely seen, yeah. I've definitely played the machine yeah, in the arcade. Because yeah, well, it was you know. everywhere. Yeah. And Resident Evil and holding the guns too, yeah, you know, that's a classic one. Yeah, which is quite fun on that stage. But I mean, yeah. that's it. That's There's a whole genre. I, I love that intro. I think at the start, I loved that intro, the, the clips to start, and I realised that it was all the it was the clips yes. from the actual games. Yeah. So I thought that was really good. Becomes pretty aware after a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty. Uh, it, it goes on for a bit long, but it's good. Yeah, uh, there there are, there are parts of the movie like that where where yeah where I was kind of on board, and then at some point, kind of like. Okay, yeah, you, you know, I, I, I get, get it. Go yeah, on, yeah, yeah, keep, keep moving. Yeah, um, yeah some of the fights. Fair enough, Mon. Yeah. 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 Um, but just in terms of, of this, it's interesting because Bowl has argued, and again, maybe I'll, I'll be a bit more critical of Bowl later in the podcast, but he's argued that his movies are unfairly singled out and hated, um, in large part because of the online community that they provoke. So his argument is that he can make all the bad movies he wants. And they'll just be forgotten. And, you know, other people make bad movies and they're just forgotten. But the issue is that when this happens, and it's worth noting that the three movies that I mentioned, This Alone, The Dark, and In the Name of the King, are all in the bottom 100. Really? And they're, yeah, and they're universally reviled. Uh, it's so notable- this is just... Um, is this... Uh, sorry, am I going to anticipate what you're going to yeah. say? Is this butthurt fanboys? That's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering, is there an element of... A subculture that has always been particularly sensitive. Is by the to- way, is butter a, a a loaded term that's yeah. been kind of um, taken <laughs> taken yeah. over by um, um, or appropriated by by certain subcultures? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I would say yes that they've been upset by right. Um, but in 4chan, perhaps, yeah. Yes, that's yeah, what yeah. But I mean, the idea is that you have these communities online that are very vocally invested in these properties. And are very like eager in games, be, in games yeah, yeah, yeah. and are yeah. eager to be taken seriously. Because again, like this was the turn of the millennium. You know, you had stuff like you had after. How seriously? Well, after that's it. After Columbine, you had this whole like moral panic with Jack Thompson trying to get video games shut down. Yeah, this yeah. whole idea of like video games being trash and they yeah. should be thrown away and they're not serious art. I think video games are art. I think video games deserve respect. I think they're a wonderful medium. Me too. But I wonder if there's an element of like knee jerk protectiveness around that, so that like. A bad video game adaptation to that community, to that community invested in video game adaptations, is the worst thing in the history of the world. And so there's a tendency for it to become hyperbolic. And I mean, not to load this too much, you look at how those communities have reacted in recent years to things and how those online communities have been sort of hubs of certain types of activism and very being mobilized. very defensive. Yes, yeah. they're, they're very aggressive. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean, I don't think they were organized against these titles, to be clear. I'm not suggesting Uwe Ball was the first victim of gamer games. It, it, it definitely happens online. Like, you know, yeah. like you see something like, you know, even like, you know, uh, remakes as well and reboots. People get quite angry in, in response to that sometimes. Seeing who made it, who like, you know, who's involved in the whole kind of cast and stuff and how it's executed. It definitely elicits a big reaction sometimes. And I think in this case, it could be the case as well. Is it true? I think to a certain point, perhaps it is. Maybe, yeah. 
saw I saw a really interesting explanation of that. Sorry, I saw a really interesting explanation of that kind of behavior actually around uh, was comic books. Yeah. When um, yeah. if a new writer takes on a series of comic books after someone else has been writing a character for years, like let's say Batman, for instance, and they change a key feature of his character or something that's kind of central, it's a reflexive thing. Mm. Yeah. yeah, the audience or the readers will respond usually quite negatively like so yeah. it's like it's kind of interesting you have the freedom to do what you want so long as you kind of stay within the cultural kind of yeah it's really weird yeah. so I, I imagine it must kind of be the same for cultures around like games and movies as well like so if you kind of go off the rails too much people are going to check you yeah yeah it's weird though because sometimes it's kind of uh, fans are like oh you 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 make batman seem like he's a damaged delusional psychopath (laughs) what have you done to my batman it's like who's your batman Um, (laughs) but i mean yeah and it's worth noting that uve ball has made lots of other movies that aren't on the bottom 100 so films like rampage on wall street uh, for example things like postal and those all have like ratings of like six point something on moderate IMDb. Like IMDb. They're yeah. moderate enough. Okay. And it's just like this is like 2.3. I don't, I don't get it though. Because what, what do people, th- what do fans of House of the Dead think House of the Dead is? Yeah. As, as in, um, do they think that they like it because it's, um, it's akin to kind of Byron? And, well, as in, like, um, is it the story? Do they think that it's a gone with the wind of gaming sort of thing? Is that for a... No, but, uh, but like, like it, you can you can like something and accept that it's um, it's uh, trashy or sh- uh, schlocky yeah. if you prefer that. It's a game where you shoot um, zombies. zombies, yeah. Yeah. And they and they come at you. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, what, it's not. How far can you go? Like, you know, some kind of subversive kind of theme, like you know, inequality in the economy and stuff. But the I mean, issue is that if you did that, the same fans yeah. would get really upset. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make a movie oh, adaptation of that game where it's people shooting you zombies guns and, you and getting zombies. headshots and, and music like, too, um, yeah, and yeah, having some kind of um, you know. Um, uh, techno music as you get like lots of kind yeah. of headshots and blow these zombies to pieces and there's hordes of them like coming at you. Like, you know, how 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 i don't see how that's kind of um a flexible um, kind of thing to do you have like kind of it's so it's quite circumscribed because i mean if you are staying loyal to the whole brand of the, and the whole kind of like title feature then you can't really go beyond that you know beyond the kind of main necessary features there and he hasn't so i can't see why he'd be low critical i mean what more do you want from that in a certain sense of like themes plot genres it's just it's limited as it is so i mean in that sense it's loyal to the whole kind of franchise you know like because it feels like watching this movie that the natural thing to do afterwards would be like oh i really want to play in the arcade yeah in the arcade now i kind of do yeah Yeah, i do maybe that's what it was you know maybe they're losing people to like consoles and they're all they're saying sorry excuse me how do we get everyone back on board with um, arcade games? That's where all their money was coming in, I imagine, was it? Well, I imagine, yeah, I don't know how this played on home consoles. It's worth noting that, like... I think it was more popular in arcades. Arcade. I know, I know it certainly I stayed around in arcades. Yeah. Much yeah. longer as well. Yeah. It's not this and, and Time Crisis. Like, yes. I, I've, I've, I time crisis haven't played still. Time Crisis in a, in, on a console, I don't think, ever. But, but, I mean, like, was House of the Dead in arcades only or consoles too? Uh, definitely I, I guess Sega, I guess so. predominantly. I mean, yeah. like, as in the mind, like, as in my childhood memories, cash goes to them. I guess it's always been arcades. I don't, yeah. I, and I played console games. So and not, not to spoil the movie in any way, shape, or form, but like when the movie incorporates footage of House of the Dead, 
it does so from the arcade version because it has direct, yeah. free turn and down the bottom you can see insert one coin. It's kind of part of the ending and, in some ways. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's very much in the style of an arcade game. You don't have to get too specific. But before we jump to the spoiler zone, so three questions we normally ask, right? Which is, and we're going to start with Ethan on this one. Mm-hmm. Ethan, do you think that House of the Dead belongs on a list of the 100 worst movies ever made? I think so. I mean, most bad films are either watchable or unwatchable. Like The Room, for example, is so bad, but it's actually quite enjoyable in its own ways. Um, this one here, I mean, even if it is loyal to the kind of franchise in its own way, it's still... It's it's off. I mean, the, the, the dialogue is just so... Not, not even forced. It's just like, you know, it's so limp and it's it's just so... It's trying to be some kind of like, you know, massive line, but it's just... It's, it's quite dreary. It's... The, 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 the zombies too are... I think executed in a kind of like a very inconsistent way as well. Um, it's very obnoxious music as well. Um, it has like some kind of ninety s slash two thousand themes of like you know, sort of like you know character types and stuff. Um, so it's quite on the nose in a kind of obnoxious way and has moments where you just like you know you pause to just go, what is happening here and why am I here? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it does because it's, it's so bad it's almost good in a certain way, but it is bad though. And Jer, I honestly would take the exact description of the, that you're making of the movie, and I'd say that's why it's great. I love it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I get that. Like, I get that. It's just, it's kind of like you go in, you kind of realize, okay, this is just kind of a kind of a, a kind of lighthearted, enjoyable, kind of fun movie, not taking itself too seriously, and then it just continuously gets more and more ridiculous as the movie goes on, and that for me is brilliant. I love that. Like, as in, uh, what's the the it's quiet it's too quiet it's like the really a little corny too like quiet. yeah exactly like and it's like normally you're like oh god but it's like in a movie like that you're like that's hilarious like because it's so they know it's corny when they put but it i mean in, even, I even, even like you know, kind of action scenes are so drawn out and so long yes the yeah, yeah like, Hobbit, kind of, like you know barrel scene it's like long, you created it all like, so you could be immortal yeah. why yeah to, to live, live forever, forever. <laughs> obviously <laughs> which is the whole point yeah 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 like, I, I kind of envision the cast just splitting their sides laughing at that. they must have seen how ridiculous yeah. that was at the moment well there's some there's some amazing stories about people who are working with Uwe Ball particularly on his films and his later films uh, where there's like for example there's the script supervisor who was working on this saying as a script supervisor it is extremely disturbing working on this movie <laughs> There's actually no script for me to supervise. Um, there's actors like Adlib. This is Rampage President Down, which is apparently his final movie, where he's talking about how um, <laughs> he would encourage actors to improvise on the set. Um, and they'd have people talking about. So, for example, a newsreader who says, who reports terrorist attacks from ISIS again today, various leads and suspects. At one point, she faltered mid sentence. Sadly, these stories seem to be occurring in a pause an awkward casting around for words all too common occurrence that sequence made the final cut of the film going to have to edit this one heavily but i hope that listeners will get the sense of this one fbi one character playing an fbi agent improvised a scene that consisted of you 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 f***ing cock no no you you stupid f***ing little girl 
That was kept in. That was that was that was kept in as well. But who? That was just for us, wasn't it, Darren? <laughs> yeah, that was just for you. The audience. I don't know what there are people listening to the podcast. I don't <laughs> know what the internet. Blank, blank, how much blank. they've heard. <laughs> they're actually bleep. every time you hear bleep, that's the word. <laughs> oh, that was bleep <laughs> yeah, too. Bleep. Oh no! <laughs> uh, but there, there is, and I mean, like, and it's great because like the actors who work with Bo will be quite candid about like how horrible it is to work like on the films and how terrible they are. So Michael Madsen, uh, who we've talked about on the podcast before, has said Blood Rain, which he worked on with him, was an abomination. Um, he described the movie that he made as an abomination. It was like watching a car accident with clowns. He almost um, sounds like the Joker of making movies. Yeah, but, <laughs> but here's the thing. Madsen also said, I love Uwe. If he called me up tomorrow to be in a movie, I'd sign on in a heartbeat. That's great because because that 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 seems to tell me that it, it's it, it's kind of like it's it's really um uh it's it's a terrible um uh conditions like he's not treating us like um maybe actors are used to be the room, yeah. uh, treated but um but this guy is a real kind of uh uh, uh, uh visionary yeah i mean um, there's I, there's the the wonderful thing about when he was making uh R- rampage president down um at one stage the cast and crew had been shooting a pyrotechnics heavy scene the stunt guys had to leap out of the way of explosions no accidents, Bull reported happily. He was wearing a grey wool sweater and a Dungeon Siege baseball cap. Well, a few people in hospital. But that's usual for me. He laughed no, no. and offered me a packet of biscuits. Cookie, he said. Um, yeah. That sounds so fun, though. <laughs> I want to be there as part yeah. of that team and that part of that process, you know. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I'd, I'd, um, and I, I'd, 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 um, I would disagree with having this on the bottom 100. Um, I, think, I think it's... It, it, it in well, I mean, in a way, it's unfair on on UI Ball. I I I agree with him, but it does mean the more people are probably watching this um this particular movie because it, it's 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 of interest for that reason because it's been voted down. I certainly would never have seen it if it wasn't considered one of the one hundred worst, worst movies. Mm-hmm. And I like that these movies are on there, but I mean, like it's, it's, kind of it's, it's so much fun. It's so fearless yeah um and there there isn't there is there isn't an attempt to 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 kind of you know making make, a, make a, a a boring kind of conventional choices or yeah or even yeah. to have a script sometimes um sometimes the uh some of the lines can be can be good but then you you realize oh that's just down to to the, Delivery to the to actor. A certain extent, if yeah. they hadn't given that great line, there wasn't <laughs> there wasn't like an option B that was better. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's 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 kind of stunning. And actually, Andrew, because I did like some lines. I I I, I guess on on the other side, we'll, yeah. Is it like this is the lowest ranked movie that we've covered so far? Yourself and I, Andrew. Yeah, and it's probably the, the best. Um, Surprising though, uh, one that I've seen from or, from the from best the or the most 100. fun, or is there a difference? Um. It is definitely the most fun. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Best fun. It's uh-huh. it, it's it's um it's it's a lot of fun. Um, if anyone uh, if anyone likes these kinds um of 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 video games, um and if um if anyone likes movies that are a little bit kind of bonkers or out there. If anyone likes um, uh, tits as well, there, there's, there, uh, there's, this there's, is very much an exploitation movie. It's very yeah, aware of what it yeah, is. Very, so, yeah. yeah, and uh, um, but in 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 um, in small ways, it 
like subverts bits of that, but not really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I mean, I mean, I mean, um, it it's un unashamedly kind of what it is. Sort of like that's uh, very trashy, uh, schlocky, in enjoyable um, uh, movie. And 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 it's uh, and there there aren't other movies like this. I've never seen anything yeah. like this. I would, yeah. This it's, is... it. It reminds me of of the kind of energy of like a, a crank. Yeah. You know, on a much lower budget and with much less talent, but with the same commitment to it. Yeah, yeah. With it, with it just to kind of like do um do uh bonkers stuff. Now, I, now I find uh, crank is probably like a lot kind of um better uh, made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much yeah, cleaner. Yeah, yeah. 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 and and, and probably crazier. Yeah. Well, that, that's it, is that, like, I think this, personally, I think this is an awful movie. It is a terrible movie. It is such fun. Um, and I absolutely, I think that this is a movie that deserves to be on the bottom one. If you point out, for the reason that it's it's watchable and it's immensely fun. And I would much rather watch this than some of the other movies that we've covered. Where yeah, because some dull, of the ones like, that weren't that bad were boring. Just dull. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Slenderman Man was... Yeah, Slenderman is... Probably a better movie. I just thought about that one actually. Probably yeah. is better. Like but it's, some, but it's some very dull though, and yeah. it's, not, it's not for nothing. And I mean, it that offers no, it offers no fun fundamentally. Yeah, yeah. Which, which this does obviously. Yeah. So yeah. And then so uh, Ethan, um, second question is: Would it be on the 100 worst movies that you have ever seen? I have to say no because it's so enjoyable. I mean, I've I've seen so many films where you wanted to just end, and this is like you know, it is self-aware, which is good, um, and it's fun and it's action-packed, which I'm not even into that much, but I mean. The action scenes are so outrageous in some ways that it just like it's a skeptical, it's, it's a spectacle. It's just it's worth watching for those kind of slow bullet scenes in its own way. You know? And it kind of beggars belief as well because it 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 it, it, it never establishes that these people are <laughs> are are going are. The um, feckin' A-team. Um, <laughs> you know how to use a gun, right? Yeah, they have come up, they, they, go, they go from like you know being like you know kids in the park, then like. Having like you know Mortal Kombat skills, it's just they get trained so fast out of nothing. And that's a video game movie. It is, and you, you can tell it's quite immersive in that way. Yeah. I felt like I'm watching this inside an kind of arcade, kind of like you know, kind of setting. You know, it's in like the they just press buttons and then they can do <laughs> like guns and hands, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Get him over there, yeah, yeah, which is exactly yeah. it. And Jer, what about yourself? Is this on the worst the 100 we, films you've ever seen? I think the more we talk about it, the more I love it. I love like, it. <laughs> it, it was a great. It was. It's a great movie. Like as in, I don't. I wouldn't measure. I don't know how people conventionally measure movies for those lists. But as far as I'm concerned, like if I enjoyed watching it and I enjoy like and I'd recommend it to people, I don't know why I would make that yeah. list. Irony of it, of course, probably being if it didn't make that list, like you're saying, you guys probably never would have uh, watched it, picked it up. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's kind of an ironic twist, I suppose. And Andrew, is it on the worst 100 movies you've ever seen? No, no, yeah, no, no. It's, it, it, it really isn't. Like it, it's it, it's because it's it's not um, it's not boring. It's yeah. um, it's interesting, and you're like I feel like I'm going to I'm going to probably even remember having 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 seen this, this movie. I know there is a record of me having <laughs> seen it. Um, so that would be a good reason for remembering having done What it. do you remember of Cologlan versus the Black Prince, Andrew? I remember that I wasted like three or four hours of my life um, on it. So yeah, I'm unlikely to, to forget. Um, That's the worst thing about these movies when they're truly bad, is not only do we have to watch them, but we're obliged also to talk about for them. For an hour or so, yeah. or maybe two even in some cases. But yeah, yeah I, it's like after two minutes, 
<laughs> watching a recent movie it's like this is terrible why are we watching this oh yeah oh, <laughs> I, I can't just get out and leave unfortunately yeah. um, and I, I would uh, it's certainly not in the worst 100 movies I've ever seen there are days of t- I think I've said this on, I can't remember which earlier bad movie we were talking about but there are days during say the Dublin Film Festival when I would yearn for the sweet release of a movie like this oh yeah and um, like in terms of production as well like a, 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 an awful lot of it feels like you might be watching say an episode of lost that's a, it yeah. does it doesn't seem that like incredibly cheap or anything no it seems like a tv episode from around right. the time as yeah, opposed to yeah. a feature film from around the same time which is not a huge difference it's like it, it's but a, a lot of the bottom 100 movies have that in common we were saying about spice world that it feels like um, a tv a, special and absolutely fabulous yeah because it's directed by Fox Spears, in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Or, or a comic relief um, sketch uh, spot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that sort of thing as well. And then finally, and, and this is the tough one. So, Ethan, would you recommend if people have not yet watched House of the Dead that they pause the podcast, run out, watch it, and come back, listen to the rest of the podcast? I wouldn't actually know because, I mean, seeing it like, you know, even advertised, it's quite clear what it is. And is it subversive in a certain way? I wouldn't say enough to kind of pause it now. Not really, um, no, yeah. no, no, no. Not really a whole lot, you know. Well, it's it, a masterpiece of satire, you know? yes. Um, yeah, it's a, there's a certain amount of dramatic you know? irony, I think, yeah. in it as well. Yeah. But the, the only know. only to the extent that you'd be used to in, in 90s... Um, Pop uh, culture. Yeah, be, be, because this is uh, post-Scream, I guess. Yeah, a little yeah. bit, yeah. But I'm I mean, it's, it's, it's not like it's not more than an hour, an, an hour and a half. I mean, you, you aren't really kind of like growing impatience at all. You're kind of enjoying it. You're like, you know, you're giving it its time, what it's worth. And it doesn't, I would say it's welcome in that sense. It's quite aware of what it is. And it can't kind of justify more than an hour and a half. Um, but is it fun throughout? Pretty much. Some scenes, some people are quite fun as well. I mean, the the captain was kind of like John Voight from, from Anaconda. American that weird, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And his accent's so hard to detect, you know. It's like, it's it's kind of like part American. I think he was a war vet too, apparently. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's like like uh, John Voight on Anaconda. Just inexplicable <laughs> character. Where are you from? What are you doing here? And why are you talking this way? You know, it's <laughs> I unnecessary. I forgot about him, actually, yeah. Which, uh, I feel like he probably did a better job than some people of 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 improvising as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. can tell that he's a class above most of the rest of the cast, with the possible exception of Clint. Like Howard. Dirty Harry as well, in some yeah. ways, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I, I want. Um, I enjoy Clint Howard as well, but it like his his, his part is relative. Yeah, small yeah, and, his, and thankless. Like his delivery was was kind of um, in interesting and had a kind of a character to it. But his his lines weren't like particularly. Um, was great delivery. No, no. Like there was a lot of kind of repetition, kind yeah. of of um, shove off. Yeah. Which like, isn't a great line once. But repeatedly. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that's the thing. you got to hit the rule of three. It's like comedy. I think maybe. they say it four times. <laughs> <laughs> the rule of 14 of in this case, I guess. Of course, yeah. of course yeah. they do. Um, and, uh, Jer, would you recommend that yeah. listeners go out and watch this? Yeah, it's so off the beaten track for what I typically watch. It's good to get out and kind of try out one of those different ones every now and again. I think that's a good idea. I think people should watch it. Because most people definitely would not have watched something like this, I think. Yeah. And Andrew? Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, 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 I feel like there's two camps here, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed it a great deal. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say if people, if people haven't seen it, stop the podcast, go out and watch it. Um, you have a better idea of what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I would, I would add a qualified recommendation there. I think that if you are gonna watch one of the movies we covered from the bottom one hundred, 
this is probably the one. This is because we talked a bit on the the podcast about the ideal of what a bad movie is and like Mm -hmm. how you measure what a bad movie is and whether a bad movie is so bad it's boring and dull and saps away all your willingness to live, in which case, why would you ever want to watch it? Or is it so completely off the wall, insane, makes absolutely no sense, poorly constructed, horribly put together, um, featuring awkward, stilted performances and elements that don't really make sense, but which cohere to create an a whole that is inexplicably greater than any of those elements should be combined. And if you lean towards the latter, and I do, I think that, yeah, give this a, this is a bad movie, and knowing it's a bad movie, and knowing that it's awful, I think it's worth a watch if you want to watch a bad movie. That would I mean, be it's, it, it's, it's quite hard to write, like, what makes bad, because even, like, you know, comparing, like, um, I guess The Room, for example, with um, maybe The Last Airbender, they're both bad in different ways, yeah. but, I mean, which is better in, like, what metric? I mean... Yeah. Both are horrific in many ways, but I mean, in certain ways, perhaps I think I definitely prefer the room in terms of watchability. Yeah. So it's hard to say, like you know, in any like neutral way, what actually is, what constitutes bad and it's just good and watchable and unwatchable. It's kind of the cringe factor, I suppose. It's like the it's so bad, it's good. Like, I guess it's like you know, it's, it's your reaction to it. You know. Yeah, you I know. think that like the room for me is it's a bottom one hundred movie that I would watch rather than most. Oh, the bottom Top one. Two, 50 oh, okay. wow. So, yeah. I'd be very curious what their budget was. I'm very curious. On this one here? Yeah. Um, I can go and get that fact. Just, uh... I want to say... Okay, well, actually, let's guess okay. before we go into okay. scores. Okay. Yeah. Is, it, is it everybody... Price is Right rules? Um, so, so it's okay. what you're closest, closest without, without going, going over. over. Okay, okay. Is that what it is? Okay. So or is yeah, it just closest? No, we'll go closest without going Pri- over. So in dollars. And listener, you can play as well. Just remember, we're going to tell you after the score zone. So feel free to put in your answer. So... So I Ethan. guess in US dollars, I'm going to say 25000 25000 yeah. for a budget? Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I would have said higher, but I don't know. I have no idea, to be honest. I'd say forty. I'd say 40000 Because they would have to do it on various different countries. It's on, it's on set too, wasn't it, yeah. I guess? Yeah. How well, big's the cast? Costume is bad, though, I'd say. Yeah, I'm sticking by it. I'm going to go at, 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 for, 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 for the over. But I, I I don't want to say like fifty thousand. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll go I'll go two and a half million. You'll find out the answer on the other side of the spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. Andrew's closest. It is actually cost twelve million dollars. Oh, oh my geez. god! That's just, just I well, was it's, way it's, off. It is still that's still peanuts in this and day and age. You're, like, you're, of course, yeah, Jurgen yeah, Prop now. Wow. Yeah, Jurgen Prop now. I think I think that. if if I hadn't heard twenty and forty, I might have went a bit higher. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That, that, that's I just it. couldn't believe that costs that much. That's crazy. But yeah, because you got to keep in mind that even say La La Land costs like sixty million dollars to make La La Land. So it's like this feels like it's about a fifth of La La Land, maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. I would. I, I, I want to recognize. <laughs> Andrew looks horrified at that suggestion. Trying to figure out how exactly they the portion of closed down a highway and did like a song and dance number. Yeah. That, by the way, was a delight. It really was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, I I know a lot of people like and and the reason this took so much money to make is like how much money will they give us? Yeah. These German dentists. Yeah. Like it That's just is. Yeah. How much do you have? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're not going to kind of figure out how much it's going to take to make it and then ask for that 
that amount. Yeah. You're just going to do a a a a, a, a round oh, of funding. Oh, when he costumes and all these kind of like yeah, big yeah. stuff, it's really very really important, big things, you know. Exactly. Yeah, we're not gonna have CGI. The, world, the finest crafts catering around. Yeah. <laughs> Done by the first aid people yeah. as well, apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, because I mean, he he said that like what he does is if if these movies hadn't because this one did turn a profit this one made i think somewhere in the region of 60 million dollars worldwide now the other ones didn't do as pretty good which is pretty good surprise for me yeah that's surprising for me and the the other ones didn't do as well like i think dungeon uh, in the name of the king cost 25 million dollars that's a spoiler for a future episode and uh only made 2.5 million dollars at the u.s box office but it made its money back on dvd and stuff like that but bowl has argued that yeah they just they allow him to keep making movies and and so he loves doing that he's but, like that guy at the start of the movie <laughs> in the harbor it's <laughs> oh <my God, laughs> just yeah. like i'll give you i'll give you i'll give you a thousand how much he has so much money in that money clip he seems to have more than one money clip what does he do who is this guy <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, i love is the one greg? the one it's, it's greg with the money isn't it because it's the other guy is handsome but I love the the one line introductions that you get of them. The freeze frame camera, the black and white photography yeah, as the camera it. pushes in. Shouldn't have left Seattle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, that thing was so inexplicable. Why was that in there? Like that and trance. Yeah. How is that a marriage that works in any way? Was it the um, yeah Greg's girlfriend? Pure eye candy. Um, it's, yeah. it's, it's he really, says that. That's a line from the film. That's a line from the it's film. A line. This is not a yeah. yeah it's a like, character description. She's pure eye candy. Uh, but it, like it, it's it's a weird kind of a thing to say because he's saying kind of like she's just really really good looking and there's not much more to her. But it, it, it's 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 also kind of Simon like, doesn't have anything going on between his ears. It's amazing how much he seems to hate his friends. Yes, he has got a lot, a lot of contempt for these people who's going around with like voluntarily on holiday and stuff. Yeah, you know? and I'm and I'm I'm happy they're dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. if they'd missed the boat to the rave for the best, in my view. <laughs> they missed the boat to the rave. And if only they decided to stay in Chicago and Seattle, they'd be alive today. Unless um, they kill themselves. Seattle is a pretty depressing place <laughs> yeah, to live. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, even... Lots even of rain. <laughs> yeah, lots of rain. The, the dialogue is, again, atrocious. And it's the voiceover stuff as well. So it's not even like ad-libbed on the set. This is stuff that you could fix in post. I love every bit of it. I don't think they should <laughs> <laughs> I would never do this. There's a moment where he's like, I was trying my best to function as a single guy should. But at the back of my head, Something was nibbling away at my subconscious. It's like, how is this? That screenplay goes to. <laughs> yeah, how is this related to the story that you're telling at the moment? What are these details? Yeah, I mean, like, like, like his his personal stuff is not important in the whole film. In, the, in, in German, that would sure. make perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love how Andrew just killed the conversation. The Bavaria thing. Yeah, though. the the yeah. He has a sense of dread, is what he's describing. Uh, Sorry, of singledom. Yeah, it's like. I was just going to say, it was like, you know, when they did those uh, scenes at the start, I'm pretty sure I knew that. Oh, they even said it. I'm going to love this movie. Like, because yeah. I knew it was just like, oh, this is going to be a ridiculous movie. <laughs> <laughs> it, that's what it is. The it's context is set early yeah, on. It's yeah, it's letting yeah. you know. Yeah. You know. If this if this isn't what Spend you're life. kind of um, into, then you should leave like, <laughs> right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, in, like, it's not gonna get better. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. what that is. Exactly. If you made it past the opening credits, enjoy the movie. Yeah, you might get into another movie. What else? The hard parts at the moment in time. Well, this is 2003, so I don't know. Actually, probably catch me if you can. We'll probably still be out. Right. Yeah. If you want something good, but yeah, it's it's completely and again. It's so, it's that sense of I love making movies even if I'm not particularly good at it. 
So you have things like the lots of scenes that are awkwardly positioned, but no second takes. It's like, there's a sense of like, well, we got it. It's like, yeah, but I feel like we could have done better. It's like, no second takes. So there's the moment where like, yeah, where Greg and Simon are toasting each other with beer, where they poured out beer from the keg and Greg goes in to toast. And it's like, he's, he's not, he's not making contact, but then the actor playing Simon seems to think they're going in to make contact. So there's a stilted moment of pause and Greg then having started to move his hand back, then moves it forward again to actually connect. And it's all there in front of us. And it wasn't done again. It's so very clear how low budget it is because they don't even fill their beers. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we we might need to... Don't pour a full uh, uh, beer because you're not going to be drinking beer. You're going to be shooting the next scene. It's only for show now, lads. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, pour a little bit of beer. Then later on, when we're finished the work... We'll drink beer on the island where I've brought these tents. But these tents yeah, aren't props. Like, you know, these are for you to sleep in. That's pretty genius. It's like, it's like we're going to make a movie. It's like, what do you need? Well, we need an island. We need a ton of beer. And two half beers. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, when we're done with the movie. Actually, one beer important too. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, well, that, that's the thing. Even things like, for example, the um, there's moments in the film... And this is like during the big climactic zombie battle, which just goes on and on oh, and on. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's the Avengers it's Endgame climax yeah, of zombie yeah. movie. Battles. Yeah, but like it, it could have been a bit shorter. But it, but there, there, there so was so much. much it, like it wasn't until late-ish yeah. um, that I was thinking, okay, all right. Come, yeah, come get on. There. Yeah. Oh, they, 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 Even in that, you have one like problem... shots where the camera seems to come on like zombie extras. And you can like... Normally, what you would do is when you're editing that, you cut out the bit where they're standing still they're before they start running. Around. Yeah, yeah, they're like, they're just like, they're just like walking around, slowly, like, and they go from like you know quite slow and like you know drunk almost, and then like, they, they jump like you know ten feet in the air all of a sudden. It's like, what are you capable of doing? I can't really tell. I thought that was. Well, that, that's the video game logic of it. Because that I mean, is, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that is what it is. Because they, they have to of kind of in Call of Duty, I guess, in, in zombie in waves, features. Yeah, and yeah. I was thinking yeah. that's that might be something to do with the endlessness of it as well like yeah. i think they're kind of i think you know i might be overthinking this given the kind of movie we're watching but First it almost seemed thought. like yeah. um it i thought they were trying to go for the endless kind of aspect of it to kind of be like drag it on just a little bit because that's what the game was i think yeah. at the same time it's like kind of that endless trying to get through it yeah and, and, and certain more coins yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah when 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 you're Free playing play. a game like that you're you're kind of like god when, yeah, when is it going to get to the next save point? Yeah, yeah. kill somebody yeah. this stage, yeah. God, I've killed enough people. Come on, come on. I'm experience. nearly dead. Yeah. Actually, we didn't ask this going into the sports zone because we we're so focused on the budget. So, Jer, hmm. what is House of the Dead about for you? Oh. Uh, <laughs> I like that. I thought I'd dodge the question. I think it's about a producer who pocketed a ton of money and made a cheap <laughs> movie. <laughs> um, no, it's. Uh, I think it's just a laugh. It's just kind of like a relaxing kind of bit of fun. Everyone going out, giving it your best. Kind of enjoyable. It's, I think it was enjoyable to make and enjoyable to watch, I imagine. I'd say it's that kind of movie. Yeah, because there's, there's a lot of stuff in there that is really fun and really silly. Like, yeah. And again, a lot of this is the video game logic of stuff. You know, the movie was the last, apparently the last production to use the turntable um, camera oh, yeah, for like the 360 the, yeah, shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the, you know, the shots, and it happens when characters when you characters die. Last. Then they're upright again, yeah. And yeah. It's just like following them around. So it was, it, this was a technique that was largely replaced by bullet time. Right. So it's the one where the camera pans around. Yes, yeah. There was an old... I would have just called this bullet, bullet time. time. Yeah. No, this is not bullet time because you'll notice that it moves in slow motion. So that, but the issue is that... 
it's the turntable method. So the idea is that you strap a camera to this giant rotating turntable and you have an actor standing in the middle of it acting or doing their stunt or whatever. And the issue is to get the footage that you want, the camera has to be moving so fast that like if it comes off its axis or if an actor moves like a meter or two out of position, they could possibly be decapitated by it. Oh, wow. Um, it's an incredible. Make sure you get that shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, that's why there were no second the takes on this movie. Um, but it is, it's striking though. And again, that's kind of speaks to Bowles' weird kind of like sort of commitment to what he's doing and his love of what he's doing, even when maybe that's not entirely like the Health safest safety, way yeah, of doing yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Um, again, catering done by the uh, the service is also responsible for first aid on set. There were chefs in fairness. Yes, there were there, chefs. There, there, I, th- I think there was just somebody who was in charge of... A lot of uh, chefs were there. Uh, yeah, supervising <laughs> both. But it, it is, and it's... That's one of those things, those shots that go around as the characters die and the blood trickling oh down the screen. Oh my God, yeah, those, yeah. That's, that's yeah, a video game. That is a video games, yeah. where, where the screen like goes Bond red touch. and then, yeah, or you have like the kind of blood. And it, yeah. I, it, I feel like people even from... Um, uh, Goldeneye would recognize yeah. that yeah, yeah. where the camera in the game as well yeah. 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 Rainbow yeah. 6 and yeah and all this sort of thing it's some of the most terrifying experience when you're like say in 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 one of those games like Rainbow 6 where where you're wandering around kind of like in the dark with your night vision goggles and then all it's of quite a sudden immersive it, goes, scary, yeah. Yeah. It, goes, yeah. it goes red and it's like oh no I've been shot yeah, yeah. And, I, and I mean like frustration even... too yeah even the little world... It doesn't really capture that, I'd say. Yeah, like, well, I mean, because movie, you're not but... playing it yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, even the shots of the characters on turntables remind me a lot of like when you're doing character selection, not necessarily in House of the Dead, but in oh, a yeah, video yeah, game. Oh, like, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Choose yeah. hair, yeah. And I, yeah, I like yeah. that the idea that those one-line summaries that, you know, we get at the start of the film would be like, you know, it'd be like a one-line summary of the character yeah. bio that yeah, you get. Yeah. It's like, Cynthia, she's Greg's girlfriend. She's pure eye candy. It's simple um, enough in many ways. Yes. It's meant to be, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. really Her father was killed by a dragon skull. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, even things like the the ammo crates uh, that like Captain Kirk is smuggling for some reason and decides to dump yeah, on the island. Yeah, but again, yeah. that's that's your logic of video it's games. because he's which... awesome. He's also smuggling <laughs> I, I, I want to see his spin-off, you know, myself on seeing a series of him, seeing, seeing his adventures, his life, because he's... He's quite enigmatic, isn't he? He's quite... I just think it was hilarious because I totally knew what was going on because the zombies show up on his well. He I didn't know, though. Well, he wasn't sure. Like, yeah. no. and, and then, he then later on, like, he's like, no, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, and the cops as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he's on the boat just wandering around with the gun in his hand. So yeah. casual. It's like, Oh, yeah. oh, oh, I didn't realize there were zombies. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't know. What's he, what's he doing he, with the gun? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's not overly concerned. But but, but it is still Ila Il, 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 Il de la Muerte. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he knows, like, there's he knows bad that much, but I mean, but his, not... Yeah. His his expectation was what that there were that there were uh, cutthroats and yeah. smugglers. Yeah, but like, you know, even the cop too. Like she walks over and she sees this woman <laughs> acting kind of weird. She shoots it Cynthia, and yeah. then asks, "What was that?" I mean. For all, it was a human for all you knew. No, no, she didn't like. Did she shoots her with the shotgun and puts yeah. her on the ground. Point blank, almost. Point blank yeah. executes her with oh a shot God. to the head, and it's like, Is she all right? <laughs> you just it's killed a person. Assault rifle, Darren. Come oh, on. Apologies, apologies. But yeah, but I mean, we were talking about like the gun, gun foo earlier on, stuff like that, and the idea that characters are instantly good at playing, shooting yeah. things. That's again, that's the video game. It's you pick up the gun and you change. And like even during the um, battle sequence in the graveyard. It's shot in the style, like the logic is the style of a video game shootout, where each of the characters has choos- chosen their weapons 
And unless they actively swap those weapons, they're using those weapons. So you have one character who just runs around it's throwing grenades. To the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so carelessly as well. It's so it's like, well, grenade, I guess. Yeah. Like, you can kill your friends in this. Well, generally, Actually, there's a little like, button have... under the trigger where you yeah. you press for that sort of a thing. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that's it, and rotate through. But it's like, no, I, I got three grenades. That's all I have in my utility in my inventory. You got knife after a while, like, you know. I hope you're all enjoying grenades at the moment. It's like gun, <laughs> knife, hand to hand. Oh, yeah. I thought it was Liberty. Was it the the Asian? American girl yes well, yeah. she's yeah. very comfortable with hand to hand combat with somebody incredibly because she, she, she goes into Bill. the water and then starts like kind of yeah you know, saving the guy I thought, that was so, yeah, that I thought she was, was so dead funny. I was like oh she can knife fight I wasn't aware of this <laughs> That was not, a trained assassin, I guess. Yeah. That's proper, not set up. That's that's a very good rave dancer you have there, sort of going on. And again, yeah, full of surprises. It is. It's and even things like the the transition of that uses the video game footage to do it and stuff like that. But the wipes that they have across the screen as well. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. All very loads of nostalgia built. Like a presentation on PowerPoint, almost. You know, it's just yeah. like you know, next slide, I guess. But it's, <laughs> I mean, it works on a certain level, maybe. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it's just, I really, really like that aspect of it. it. It reminded me a lot of actual cutscenes from a video game to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you had a lot of, because everything is overlit. The camera setups are very, generally very conventional. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of characters uh, interacting, there's not a lot of close-ups. There are close-ups of the zombies at certain points and inserts and really it's odd. kind of first person though in some ways, yeah. yeah. As in the games, mostly, are, yeah. you know. But I mean, mostly, mostly it's kind of like overlit and they're standing in these spaces and they're conversing at one another in ways that are not visually interesting, which reminds me a lot of like when you used to play video games and you'd be like, well, now I guess I'm getting the backstory a little bit because it's like, oh my God, there's a lab with zombies in them and like red blood that will, I don't know, cause them to wake up because we need an action sequence here. (laughs) Um, So I guess we're going into the, into the creepy corridor Mm -hmm. where the zombies literally come out of the wall because again, that's video game logic. The moss. Uh, zombies was was great. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, <laughs> more this place. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought the the watch is not see the jet the what you call it, costume design whatever yeah. on those guys was unreal. Actually, yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought the rest of it seemed kind of fairly like thrown together. As she would get an idea of what they were trying to do. That that was genuinely surprisingly good. I thought I thought it was right. very Th- good. Those guys remind me a lot of the army esque as well, like you know, camouflage and stuff. <laughs> Yeah. How long were they waiting? Are there? you a sniper? Yeah. What, are you, what are you doing uh, here? What were they like? Do, do they converse with one another? Are they just waiting there? What What happens? Is it... That's kind of. I was, you know, I was just thinking. Actually, it's kind of weird that they were just coldly executing people because I'm not entirely sure that they were full. They were smiling too sometimes. <laughs> yeah. They were like, sometimes <laughs> they were hilarious. smiling. Sometimes yeah, they were, they were on the boat too. I really like... liked that, that some of them were like wild. Had personalities. Were, you know, yeah. I feel like kind of um, uh, UA probably was wasn't telling anyone kind of like he was, it was like you know like pursue your fun, joy fun. Yeah. just yeah. remember you're a zombie that's that's yeah. what yeah. i yeah. ask yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. um but don't lose they, character in that sense that's probably how they handed out the weapons it's like okay guys who <laughs> wants a shotgun yeah. <laughs> yeah that's how it felt it yeah. was like oh you like those desert eagles uh good uh good taste yeah, yeah that's grand doesn't matter we've already shot a scene of you using the shotgun i uh, will edit yeah. it and nobody will notice um there was good stuff as well. The, the, the um, we were just talking about the moss zombies, but there, there, there is a kind of the bad kind of scene where you have um, Castillo Sermano, and it shows him kind of hanging. But then they have this incredible scene where you have these like skeletons on the ground that just kind of get up. And helping I, him do stuff. Yeah. yeah no, like Frankenstein's monster. It was weird. I found that in, 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 in incredible. Because, because like they don't look 
like skeletons that are going to, uh, Move, to get are, up. Yeah. And I, and I think they're like, quite static, yeah. Yeah, they're props, yeah, they look like props rather yeah. than actors, yeah. yeah. And there were there were several several kind of um, I know there are there are actors um, uh, who um, uh, who do this kind of work um, or who and 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 um, uh, there but se- several times there are actors like kind of like um, who are who are playing kind of like legless. Uh, 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 zombies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. Oh, at various uh, points yeah. in this in this film. Where, so. where, where it's a great kind of a, 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 a special well, I mean, effect. Yeah. I mean, well, this is the thing where it's the logic of the video games. I mean, even watching the footage, you can see you blow. Not holes quite in dead, yeah, for a while as well. Yeah, you blow sort of like holes in them, where you blow the arms off, and I like, like the Uve balls. Like, okay, fine. What I'm gonna do? If I'm gonna adapt this, we're gonna have this thing where you shoot the legs off and all this sort of stuff because that's my idea of faithfulness to the to the video game because it's notable. The, which, I, which is, I admire on a certain level. Yeah. That was done pretty well, I guess. You know? The arming sequence is another one, though, that goes on. A oh, my God. Long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many guns at, and bullets do you have? At some have? point, it's like awesome. And you're, you're like... <laughs> and, and you're like, yeah, yeah. And after yeah, four yeah, minutes, yeah. it's just yeah. like, come on. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is... This is I'm not sure hard. I need to see Captain Kirk putting the ammo belt over his head, but uh, I do appreciate it. It's like somebody have a light? isn't <laughs> pressing continue. Yeah. On, oh, yeah. the skip, the little down skip on the cutscene, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of other stuff, even things like the, <laughs> the, the the narrative exposition where they're like, guys, check out this book. It looks pretty old. Maybe it will help us. Which again is the way the video games, at least those old style of video games. Yeah, I was tell waiting for stories. them to read yeah. book. I was, yeah. like, I was like, oh, someone's going to pick up a book. Well, yeah, and, and that will just conveniently happen. Yeah. Even though, and I love the idea of like, who wrote the... Uh, who wrote the log entry? Like in the book, it's like, well, it came aground. He scuttled aground. He murdered the crew. Ah, that's what this logbook tells yeah, us. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> According to this oh, handbook yeah. here. I guess it was him. <laughs> yeah, very thorough about his crimes. There's also like the candles around the house as well, which I love, which is the teens who have just discovered this creepy ass haunted house. And even the house is like, you know, oh, oh my God, it's a house. How old is it? A millennia? No, centuries, idiot. And it's like, how do you know either? I mean, this is not clear at all from any point of None not. of this makes any sense whatsoever. I also love the, um, and again, this is maybe something, again, that reflects the logic of video games, where characters are repeatedly confronted with that zombie movie cliche of your friend, but who has been turned into a zombie, yeah. and how terrible it is, and how emotionally gut-wrenching yeah, it is. Yeah, the whistle too. He walks out, oh, it's you! Shoot in the head. Yeah. What the hell is with that? Yeah, he pops out with it's like uh, Salish, my dearest Bang. friend. Yeah. Headshot. Yeah. Her as well. Her partner, Casper yeah. with MacGyver's. Yeah. She turns to him and she's like, MacGyver. MacGyver's. Takes him. Add it again, MacGyver's. <laughs> Bang. Well, yeah. Have to die now. Still not fully understanding what is going on at that point in time as well. So you've no idea whether or not these people are. Yeah, saved. but, yeah, but even, even like, it, it, it wasn't. Like, it wasn't like you know. I'm sorry. And then, like, you know, shooting your friend. Yeah. It was like, bye. <laughs> You're dead now. Right, look, buddy. Beyond repair, buddy. It's not even like MacGyver was... MacGyver stepped out of the shadows and kind of stood there long enough for her to say MacGyver's. Yeah. I think he kind of wants like, to die. MacGyver's. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, end it. He's end like, my suffering. hey, are you a zombie? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a zombie. If, if you gotta do what you gotta... Yeah. I won't stop Oh, you. God, I didn't think you were gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And do you want to talk a little bit about the sexploitation aspect of this? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's like, I've been waiting for you to ask yes. that, apparently. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, there, there was... There was uh... Uh, just because I've written down the words humpity bumpity. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, 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 That's that, Greg's foreplay, right? 
That was yeah. That was that was. Bad. Oh my god! Yeah, but they're both that, bad as well. That, I forgot that about was, that. It's their kind of catchphrase, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because they 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 have, um, they have the little kind of um, uh, jaws kind of in, oh, inversion swimming, there yeah, where she's swimming in the water and you but have a low angle camera yeah, who gets attacked yeah i thought jaws was, even like you know i saw a line like you know uh dies of a bitch but like you know jaws smiles of a bitch i mean it was taken from that but i mean that was quite good in some way but it definitely was borrowing from that kind of like you know sequence i guess and the kind of viewpoint too of the shark in this case the, the water i guess zombie probably in the water <laughs> who swims sometimes it's weird that they're swimming zombies they're quite good swimming though you know they're, they're quite like you know aquatic and that's what it's it's odder that like not even that they swim but that they seem to be just hanging out there because yeah. like what was your plan they're loitering zombies yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. like, they're all on the boat <laughs> <laughs> at some they point they were just walking around like, Jurgen Prochnow was not there yeah. yeah and again well this is the thing with the weird again Bo as much as I admire him as a producer in terms of like logistical management and getting the films made as a director he's not necessarily very clear at like communicating basic visual information like there's the sequence where they see the boat and then out of nowhere greg runs along is it it's simon sorry simon runs along the pier and dives into the water but like, why is he doing that in the first place like but no they're, one's they're asking the no same question I, but, they're, but they're you're like, like, what is he doing but you see like a yeah, silhouette, well established you see not a being silhouette very moving up behind him and you're like, what's going? Is there a zo- was there a zombie chasing him? Is that what's cop, going on? It turns yeah. out it's Casper. You don't find out it's Casper until a couple of seconds later when you get a cut of her standing on the edge of the dock as if she's always been there. Like the whole scene again. Like it's it's it makes sense when you think about it rationally, which is like he is thinking impulsively. He's running. He's going to jump off and swim there. But the way that it's shot, it looks almost like did Simon get stuck and is a zombie chasing him? And is he desperately running towards the water? They but they went so catching up a little bit. Yeah. They went there for a rave, and suddenly he sees, oh, they're all on this boat. <laughs> finally, I'm That's here. where the rave yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, finally, I'm with my people. Again, I love... Are you serving still? <laughs> I love the 90s-ness of a rave. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what are we going to? We're going to a rave. And the, uh, even like some, some of the scenes, like dancing, like, you know, on the footage and stuff, it's just so 90s. and so like, hey, man, it's so chill. This is so extreme, right? Yeah. It was the, so funny. With this... the red cops and the, the yeah. again, Liberty's sort of costume as well. Anything more than blood, any mixtures, no? That's the whole crime. I'm here no mixers it's like no no please <laughs> and, and mean, meanwhile Alicia is like hold on wait the, 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 um, the, doesn't this worry you there's <laughs> <laughs> this whole situation here you know these kind of pieces of clothes with blood on them and everything <laughs> the fact that everything's been broken and, and nobody's shattered. here and this is supposed to be the biggest rave ever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and they're like no there's free beer why would we worry I'm going to have sex right now. And again, this is the thing where you can tell... Humpity-bumpity. Humpity-bumpity. Where you can tell Uwe Boll um, and his co-writer have watched horror movies because it follows the structure relatively... Like, it, it doesn't nail all of the beats, but the basic framework's there. So you have, like, Salish. Yeah, yeah. Archetypes, yeah. So you have, like... Douche kind of bro, yeah. yeah when, kind of they're, when they're going to the island, again, this is the, like, cabin in the woods thing. Yeah. They're given an option to turn around. Salish, who is... You know, he's Clint Howard. I don't want to be mean to Clint Howard, but he's a creepy presence in some respects. Yeah. Um, and he's very much along... That's kind. <laughs> but he's along the lines of kind of shove off. He's telling them not to go to the island. And but he's also concerned about... He gives them. an out, though. He, yeah. he, gives he was her, compassionate, though. He's he like, gives no. her a protection for protection. It's like, oh, I'm already on the pill. We can't eat the kids here, yeah. Is you a ball a Christian? I don't know, actually. I don't know. I, I, there is a real kind of a rejection 
of um, point, yeah. of, yeah. of 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 God here. But by by um, it's um, uh, Cynthia um, yes. who who rejects the cross. That's um, that's uh, officer, yeah, yeah, the the boat, officer. Yeah. and and it's the the villain of this kind of repeats this um, this idea of kind of like oh there is no God or what even like God no uh, defying mortality as well as a big thing which is obviously yeah. not a kind of Christian yeah. kind of framework I guess yeah. I have a great quote from Uwe Ball here, uh, and it's not specifically about this film, but it kind of reminds me when you ask, like, what does Uwe Ball believe? And the line is, I love the Stalin quote, death is the solution to all problems, Ball told me on set, explaining his essential philosophy. It's not easy for me to write something when I don't have a message, when I don't have something I want to tell the world. I want to point out things that matter now. Um, I think it's important to make movies that hurt, where you feel uncomfortable. I think it's a great thing about these movies to throw people outside their comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, and I thought he was going to lean in even more into this exploitation because there was a point where they go back into the house where they've just been, where they've just had a prolonged kind of zombie battle with zombies. And then they, they, uh, there's, there's two people, there's one person dead and one person injured. So like Captain Kirk. Yeah. By the way, he's Captain Kirk. He is Captain um, Kirk. Uh, <laughs> I like uh, that we haven't even gotten to that yet. Is uh, is 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 injured and is lying there. Um, and uh, mean meanwhile, um, it's it's what what's what's his name actually? Rudolph. Rudolph and Alicia Rudy, go into yeah. go into one room. Yeah. Um, and th- and then the other two go off into another, and they start k- kissing, and it would be so it like it's so egregious already. <laughs> That, what was the um, point to it? I mean, it went nowhere, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, As opposed to the rest of the movie. It's probably and, important to have in this part. And, you know? I, I felt it was like that UA Ball was like, do you, did, did, did you like those last three times that you get to see boobies? Because you're going to get to see all the boobies again. Um, second so, base now. Yeah. Yeah. Second yeah. base, yes. Yeah, there is something a little bit kind of like creepy and sort of uncommon, like really weird about. Well, not I thought weird, he was going to like uh, lean into that because he was like, "Yeah, do, 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 do you do you want to see like people's heads get blown off as well?" Yeah. Do, do, do. Well, this is very much in, we talk about the movie knowing what kind of movie it is. the The amount of service on display here, right? Um, yeah, is very much along the line and ve- very immediately as well, it's and just, like completely it's, it's, unnecessarily. There's Cynthia just, in the on the boat getting changed, which is a sequence that doesn't need Cynthia to be topless for. No. Yeah, but it's like was... yeah, it's but it's like she's gonna be topless. So yeah, what is she gonna leave the the the, the shirt with the puke on? <laughs> it makes perfect sense there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> She didn't bring a spare change of clothes. Come on. No, (laughs) it's interesting actually that there's a very small cast um, in this movie, but but in the cast is um, Masha von Holbert, who's a flashing lady. She's the the. I saw um, in the credits actually. Yeah, yes. Fashion lady. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, from the from the video from the footage. Oh, the footage. Yeah, and the camera yes. stuff. Yeah, and the handheld. Uh, so what you're arguing is that Bowl is very like he makes you know he's, he's very considered yeah. and documenting Give her credit, recognizing you know. contributions. Yeah. 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 Uh, a true collaborator to a certain. It's extent. an important motif in this film. You know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah, we can we can probably put together well, like, like the audience for this movie. Presumably, yes, presumably is teenagers, teenage boys. Yeah, like, young males like oh man, it's awesome. Like you know, they play the games for themselves. Probably he want that kind of schlock, that kind of like you know. Was that in the game? Teen stuff. No, I don't think so. It probably couldn't have been. No, I don't imagine you could have done that in the video games. So, but it is very much like again, this is Uwe Boll knowing that he's making transploitation and kind of leaning into the swerve to a certain extent. Like again, there's a moment when they're 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 running away 
from the um uh, the kind of underground uh, mine and the close-up, that, yeah. that, um and it's 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 a slow motion with an explosion also like Alicia running and her boobs just like popping up and down and they Charlie's they have like almost, yeah. the, the explosion and the the uh, boobs kind of in the same shot convenient <laughs> it seems like kind that's of the like, mission statement it's a coincidence you know yeah you're 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 like if you're not paying attention now teenage boys summarize what, 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 what is the point are, in yeah, doing yeah. this what is the yeah. point of, of this sort of exercise it is worth noting actually that bowl can be famously confrontational with his critics. Um, and he very famously... On went, Twitter as well, I think. Yeah, on, on Twitter as well yeah. and over email. Wired, I think, gave a negative review to one of his films, Postal. And he responded with, and again, a lot of this is going to be bleep, so listeners, I hope you get the context. No, go to your mom and f*** her. Because she cooks for you now since 30 years, so she deserves it. People like you are the reason... It's a strange thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Is, is he uh, English-speaking? He's, he's German. He's German. He's German. <laughs> that well, it makes sense. But... <laughs> <laughs> I love Andrew's aspersions cast on the German people. Sorry. It's like everything makes sense when you think about a German. But again, oh, both... This is like, go to Germany. They, they, they have a, they have a top shelf <laughs> of the magazine rack and then they have a shelf above that. Yeah. And that's what folds uh, on. <laughs> yeah, where it's all like beast and... But uh, mothers who cook for men until they're thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, Bowl has has kind of stirred up all manner of controversy. He's got he like he loves telling stories about working with Hollywood. So it's like he remembers Burt Reynolds passing out on set. I thought he was dead. Um, how Kevin Costner, when Kevin Costner wanted to make one of these movies with Bowl, he insisted on a private jet. To which Bowl responded, "He's a prick." Um, <laughs> George Clooney. He courted George Clooney for one of these films and said he got no. F- response but apparently actually at one stage when he was making a movie he slept in jennifer lawrence's bedroom uh when he rented out her home her parents rented out their home in in uh, los angeles interesting and he read her teenage diary and so he's a bit creepy and he actually says he quoted in this interview he says you should actually write that in the article she doesn't know it yet uh which is that's that's not cool yeah yeah, not at all not at all a little bit sort of creepy as well have you guys heard about raging bold Raging Bowl. No, Raging Bowl. Amazing, Raging Bowl, Bowl. yes. So, Bowl Challenge. I think this was 2006, 2007. How did so you a couple say it earlier? Uh, yeah. uh, I, I just probably, uh, Uber Bowl, I think. Uber Bowl. Bowl. Uber Bowl. Bowl. I like that. Bowl. Bowl. Raging cool, Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Mr. Bowl um, challenged. So, he, he'd been quite vocal about how he felt he was being singled out by critics and picked on. So he decided that he would extend an invitation in the ring. Um, to, yes, to some of his, his sort of biggest competitors or some of the people who've been most vocal in criticizing him to come and do a boxing match in Vancouver. For charity? No. His ego? <laughs> <laughs> but he presented it as an opportunity for it will be nice publicity. We'll get photographers there. It'll be a joke. You know, you can write an article about it. It'll be very funny, very haha. It'll be grand. And he managed to convince four people to sign on. Um, and actually, like, there's a couple of them here, for example. So there's, um, I think it's Chris Alexander was 17 years old when he participated in this. And apparently one of the issues that Bowl had uh, trying to make a documentary about this was. So these four journalists showed up in Vancouver. One of them was 17? Yeah. Well, this was bloggers and online commentators. and stuff like that. This around the days the internet was a gold mine. So, yeah, they showed up. And they discovered very quickly that Uwe Boll was a, like, 
a champion amateur boxer who had his own boxing ring in his sort of garage and had been training particularly for this match for about four weeks leading up to this he was taking it very 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 seriously um, and what happens and is obviously they hadn't they, they had not taken this well, very... more foolish than them <laughs> yeah that's hilarious oh yeah I'm not um, mad at that <laughs> there's a, one of them stepped into the ring and was knocked out apparently he ha- he was vomiting outside the ring afterwards as two EMS workers tended to him removing his mask to allow him to vomit as the director emerged from his dressing room after that bout one of the one of the fans pointed to Snyder and said look what you did Bowl glances back bemused and said it was boxing, not chess. Um, there's the... Sounds like Ivan Drago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's the... He dies, he, he dies, dies, he dies. I think at a certain point, though, you got to take responsibility. It's like, it's like, he said to his critiques, how about I rent a ring and you guys all come out and I'll beat the crap out of you. <laughs> and pummel them into you. Yeah, yeah, you can't act surprised when he then beats the crap out of you. <laughs> I when think he... if he says, like, oh, come on, it'll be a bit of fun. <laughs> you know, a bit of publicity for you, maybe some good exposure, I'm going to break some context. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He did stress that it would be like a friendly barbecue. Some omission was there, yeah. Yeah, he had a barbecue. There was a sort of a disingenuous element of, like, he had a barbecue beforehand and stuff like that. Definitely. it was, which... I wonder, like, Mr. Bull, you don't seem to be eating much of this barbecue. Oh, no reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's because I'm keto. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting in fight shape. Yeah. But, um, well, I don't know, you got to kind of see, like, as in, if you're a critique and you are absolutely slating this guy's movie, and then he says, how about you guys come over for, you know, a bit of popcorn, you know, just relax. This guy does not have positive intentions. No. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, he must mess you up. One of the actors who worked with him on Postal, Dave Foley, has described him as a quintessential German intellectual artist who has taken film, almost taken film arbitrarily as the medium he's going to work in. His art form is almost in being hated. His relationship with the, it's the relationship with his audience that is the creation. The relationship that he has with critics more than the movies themselves. And it talks about how like for people who are investing in his movies as well, he uses the internet as a true publicity medium to garner attention and to do stunts like that as well. Like where he raises awareness by being deliberately confrontational and being deliberately sort of provocative in how he deals with these sort of sites and these reviews. And he's had a lot of very public arguments with people who've negatively reviewed his film. There's a, after he gave up filmmaking, because there was a petition that attracted 300,000 signatures to force him to resign. Oh, then he's probably done some shady stuff. No, no, I mean, like, it, it could, it's probably just the Game of Thrones thing. It's an early example of Game of Thrones thing, where you have people who are really, really angry at him, who are just, like, driven by the fact that they want him to stop making movies. Did that have any power? Uh, well, he did. He gave up eventually. Now, he says it wasn't due to the petition. He said it was due to, like, you know, declining interest and the fact that his movies weren't getting fairly reviewed. Rampage President Down was going to be his last one. Um, but he is back. There's a 2018 documentary, which I love the title of. You all. The Uwe Boll story. Oh, that is just so Uwe Boll as well. <laughs> I couldn't even be more than that. I... But I mean, I mean, like you know, even like you know, back to this because kind of my own personal beliefs in God and stuff in this politics, I wouldn't know what it is even if you've said because he seems quite contrarian in general. Sounds and I th- I'm pr- apparently, I think he, he publicly kind of hates Star Wars as well, that kind of stuff. So he's quite against the grain in many ways. I'm not sure how much of that is performative, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, I'd say that about at least a portion of that actually is like you know for kind of his kind of his own kind of. PR curator brand. Um, is it all sincere? I would doubt that to some degree. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm kind of a real artist. Well, I, I, yeah. I, I think there is an element. And again, this is the thing where 
this is where I'm of two minds about him, where I'm like, part of me is like, this is kind of, you know, a genius thing that he's doing. He's making movies because he wants to make movies and he's figured out how to leverage that. And he's leveraged that by turning into the internet's most hated person. And so he, that's it. And so he garners that attention that a lesser director. He owns the kind of, the kind of role of the villain as well. He owns kind of the kind of bad guy role in some ways. Well, I mean, yeah, one of the contestants in Raging Ball ended up peeing blood. And apparently one of the issues they had with the, making a documentary of it was that they tried to convince the 17 year old to drop out of the boxing match because they were worried about how it would look if Bull pummeled the hell out of a 17 year old. He pummeled the hell out of the 17 year old anyway. In fairness, in fairness, I mean, I laugh at, I mean, that, that whole thing, I would be quite, I mean, what's he doing there? I mean, this is not okay. I would yeah. say, you know. Um, Sounds like he might have been out of Not control. to be a killjoy, but I mean, no. yeah. it's, he, he, he's manifesting his rage to like, you know, people who have professionally critiqued him. So, I mean, fine, but I mean. It's messed up, but you're, you're choosing. Was it consensual to a point? Was it informed consent to that? I don't think so, to a certain extent, you know. Well, you said you're going to get in a boxing ring with him and box him. Yeah, but there's, there's but I mean, like no omission there. Their, their, argue, their argument is that it was presented as kind of a friendly photo op, think, yeah. um, to a certain extent, where it's like, we're going to do a barbecue, we'll take pictures it of it, it'll be hilarious, range, yeah. haha. And it's like, you reach a point where like the descriptions of, I think, Jeff Schneider saying, not the face, not the face, as uh, Bull keeps pummeling him into it's, submission. It's like after 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 we did Dan Gal. And he and wanted I, to wrestle. I asked people if they wanted to wrestle. I said, come on, guys, it'll be fun. And then they were like, stop choking me. <laughs> like, no, no. Um, um. Yeah. And <laughs> you all, the Andrew Quinn story. <laughs> I have to say it, though, but at the same time, they were his critics. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they had a positive relationship with the guy. They slayed, I presume they slayed him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, so, like, you know, you're not expecting hugs and kisses. It you is notable I mean? that three of the four contestants went on to have cameos in Postal. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, so he so kind of makes you, it up. Was that part of the deal, or like you know, some kind of like? The other one died from his injuries. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's that's the question, guys. Would you would you would you toss that coin? Would you do it? <laughs> that's what I mean. This... Step in the ring, and you'll, yeah, get a, you'll get a piece of the movie. Yeah, I think so. Like you're, you're with who? It's depends. gonna be with with Scorsese. <laughs> yeah. Ball, no. <laughs> Ethan's cameo in House of the Dead Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a zombie. It's well one. earned, you know. Blood, blood, sweat, and tears, literally. <laughs> Quite yeah. I'd say, would you say uh, he probably, they were probably like, we're clearly going to sue you, and it's like, okay, we need, a, we need a way to a sweeter, a sweeter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's the thing is that again, as much as, and this is the thing where it's like, I'm kind of again, I'm of two minds of this. Part of me agrees with Ethan that like, there's an element at which this stops being cheeky and starts being like dangerous. Yeah. Uh, but there's also an aspect of me that kind of acknowledges that this is a symbiotic relationship. It's for those sites as much as for Bowl. It's a way like all those people went off and sold their stories. They wrote for Wired. Yeah. They wrote for like Ain't It Cool News, for example. They used it to bolster their own like sort of profiles online. Uh, Jeff Snyder is, is one of the premier online film critics now and stuff like that. And there's an element there's of... There's a moment in those sorts of like documentaries that get released or, ever, or anything like that where he's like, where, where, where the person making it is like, turn off the camera, turn <laughs> off the... Ca-. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that kind of heightens the drama. But. Yeah. I think, I think it's all, it might be important to mention, I don't know how those fights played out, so I suppose it depends on who got how badly beaten at what point in time. But like, if you go to that event as someone who'd signed up to fight, and you see the first guy get absolutely wrecked. With dark Maybe the first one to make that mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> concede, concede. Exactly. Like, it's like, if you're not walking but away... then when they call your name, you feel... The next Citizen Kane, you know, people out, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. redo it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As promised, a positive review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so, um, but in terms of, of actually, sorry, we've talked a little bit um, about Bo, but the film itself, actually, is there anything else that we want to discuss? Anything we haven't discussed already with it? The ending, perhaps. I mean, it's just <laughs> incredible. 
they're like you know the, the, two, the, two, the two survivors in the end you can say um, these guys come in with like you know two guys in suits with, on one shopper which is kind of weird and like you know four SWAT team guys and they go who are you uh, Rudolph why are you here to save you it's like why are you asking who they are they're like they're the two people who aren't zombies so I mean I'd say you know presumably and then it's like you know do you have a second name uh whatever it's just like I, it's I so feel, bland i, I feel but like, like that might have been fan service didn't it that feel is, that way that is exactly fan yes. service because they, like the way in which like rudy like who rudolph. is rudy who has been called rudy the entire movie turns out to be rudolph kareen hmm. who is actually the villain of the first house of the dead movie I was and like so that's he, made the zombie like a, you know yeah. red meat to the fans perhaps yeah and that, that's it exactly and you get like the closing line which is again like terrible but Maybe kind of brilliant yeah. that's it yeah. yeah what i couldn't understand was was it the end or was it the beginning of what of the, the franchise <laughs> this I weird know. franchise <laughs> i get it but yeah um but i mean even things like and again this is a thing that's terrible it's awful if you're a writer don't do this but in this context it's kind of brilliant where it's like alicia who is like she broke up with me to concentrate on her fencing yeah. and it's like I wonder if that's going to come back into play. Yeah, and you're like, you know, movie. never quite <laughs> saw it, to be honest, you know. Yeah. If you're going to be yeah. in a situation where but, fencing... Movie. And they were meant to explain why everybody else was great. It <laughs> <laughs> just kind of ran out of time. Yeah. They, they had to kind of trim that from it as well. Yeah, and, and, her, and, and her, she, was, she was going to be meeting up with her three fencing friends <laughs> at this rave. Yeah. Um, I liked Prokhno's um, like line... Um, uh, where it, I think I think it's like Greg shouts at him. He's like, "Shoot him, shoot him!" And he's like, um, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 "What am I, I think, trying to do?" Yeah, yeah part yeah. of it is this is his delivery of it. He's like, "What do you think I'm trying to do?" You In that weird bastard. accent too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but again, well, this is the thing where Procno has much more presence than any other of the ca- anywhere any of the rest of the cast. I mean, he looks boss like just <laughs> oh, him like uh, sh- shooting people smoking that cigar it's great like. optics yeah i mean he looks fantastic doing that he's quite badass in the role and he yeah. fits it quite well his own kind of personal kind of profile what, that, he's imposing that, in a certain way that's but it. quite you, quiet too you get the sense that this is one of those things where it's like when you ask an actor why they took the role procnell will be like i got to smoke a cigar and kill zombies yeah i know yeah it's fun it <laughs> yeah, looks fun, it is fun. I, I had really good fun making this is kind of what it communicates i do love that he's introduced with geez Who's the U-boat commander? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we could afford the theme from Daz Boot, we would be playing it in the background as he steps Instead, out onto the... Instead, we have the Salish team theme. Yeah, but he like, has you know, his also, own song. They, they both use the term shove off a lot in that scene. Yeah. And it's like, is this their thing they have? Or is it like, you know, it's no, is it normalized in this kind of aquatic the universe. Yeah. In this maybe, island with them dead? It's a weird thing. Maybe it's an in-joke with them. <laughs> it's like, what about instead of saying... Yeah, but like you know, they, they can curse in the film. Like, yeah, they had, yeah, they had yeah. there, so I mean, it do. wasn't like you know, there was a PG po- kind of restriction. The point where I saw the like Sega sign, I was like, oh, this is kind of like the where, where is this uh, uh, positioned? Is this kind of for kids? And it was like turrets. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And, and the head squashing um, as well. The head squashing. There was excellent gore in this. It's, it's um, kind of like you know, kind of some kind of a Cronenberg kind of type power in some ways. That kind of like you know unabashedly kind of gory kind of like you know squash stuff that that was quite good yeah. the foot going down on the head yes yeah. with the kind of and the skull in the cracking. eyes and yeah. even the brain the, the eyeballs pushing out and even the, the tongue time. sort of exploding oh. almost it's looking to cool explode out of his mouth yeah, yeah. that was a very good um, prop 
yeah. And actually a surprisingly good piece of sort of like uh, technical work, I think, as well. Speaking of gore and uh, uh, obligatory Robocop reference, uh, there there was a disembodied brain and spinal cord, like from Robocop 2. (laughs) And quite literally on a stick. It looked like a brain on a stick. Yeah. Um, And again, that weird like red blood that animates them somehow. There's like a swimming eel in it or something like that. And again, what was that? The white thing? Then like, yeah, yeah. And then he shoots it. That Why do you shoot that? I mean, if it's in there, at least it's contained <laughs> until you use like a pistol. I'm like, you know, no, it's dangerous. You know, that release it out smart. here so we can all get exposed to it. That was but brilliant. That's and again, that's video game logic. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. what happens when you press X in the middle it's of the cutscene. Like, you know, red like, barrels either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, you want to, but like, you know, the what happens next? The shots of the gun yeah, where oh he's shooting the gunpowder and you have the CGI bullet as well. And it Love. jumps up and it just like, you know, pauses, freeze frame. Then it's just like, yeah. Diverges. Or even even the bit where you can tell he's like not really struggling and the guy's not holding him particularly tightly either. Yeah, it's so yeah. good, but so bad, but so good. It's yeah. Almost like you know, non-committal in some ways. Yeah. You know. Also, I mean, yeah, the caution with the main guy, you know, he has kind of like some kind of black hood and like sort of like some kind of white kind of scary kind of skin. Like uh, the uh, Omega oh, Man. Oh, this is I think. this is David Pelfi who plays the um, character. The priest guy, wasn't it? Yeah, Padre, yes, apparently. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Castillo Sermano, um, who you know, Kirk just happens to know the details of the story and just casually drops them in. It's like, so you yeah, know what's happening yeah. here? Nope, no idea whatsoever. Yeah, we can't tell who, who knows what. I mean, it's so <laughs> vague in that way. He looks kind of like you know the kind of bald guy in the Mummy as well, the, yeah. the kind of bad guy in there, and he's quite good in that. But I mean, it looks like the same character. But I mean, that like you know. For some reason, badass priest. Like he's, and the black his and organs white aren't that big. Like you know, yeah. Like also, why do you want mortality? It's so, or like you know, immortal, immortal status. It's so vague. What, why he actually wants that in the first place? But he wants it to live forever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Self expansion. Why are you being immortal? Well, obviously to live forever, Greg. <laughs> Such a killjoy. No, yeah. Jesus. They decided to have a rave there. Yeah. As well. But part yeah, part of me wonders like at what point was was he and his, were he and his zombies like gonna put a stop to this? Because presumably like they had to scout the rave, they had to assemble all the tents, they had to bring in the refreshments like, and yeah, stuff, you know, yeah. logistics, like all the catering, and it's like no, no, when no. They no, were no. setting up. They were like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, we don't attack now. It's like, but we're hungry. We haven't eaten flesh in like <laughs> yeah, we're very well coordinated. Long time. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like no, I I know how it a was, rave works. Tell me, trust well me, I know how. Because like 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 there's those lamps outside the house that are like inexplicably lit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sequence where they come back at night, and despite the fact that all the students are dead, somebody has really ominously lit yeah. all the torches around. The tiki space. torches too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> the the one um a kind of a recurring um bottom one hundred uh mistake that they make in this movie is deciding to um, have your kind of zombie monster um, appear in the daytime. Yes. Um, yeah. At the, like, it's at the climax. almost a penultimate scene. Like, yeah. where you've you've sorted that guy out. And then and then he comes out in, the, like, a in harsh daylight. Song, yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, that's not, that you're, you're not meant to see that. And they, also they, bringing together that... It's, like what it's, it's kind of like, you know, letter. overexposure yes, in that way. in, in, yeah. in, in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Yeah, but it's like, you know, it's too overexposed and it's unnecessary. I mean, th- this was the last thing and like he threw a grenade and then like, you know, it blew up and then he wants more and it's all hand to hand now and it's just like, this is a kind of one scene too many and then even that death is so... Well, he noticeably he stabs Alicia too, through her corset as well. 
like fulfilling your recurring motif. But she's of alive though after for a while. Yeah, she's no, she's just, it was just, and she asked, "Is she okay?" She has a big gaping hole <laughs> in her <laughs> chest. What's I don't think from? so. But she was able to stand up and smash and his skull in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, what, what, is, is that just kind of sticking into her... Um, her Yeah, and At first I, level I guess her spine behind that. But is, it, it, is it going... Be, or like, you know, is it implied or implanted? I don't know, it's her lungs? It, I mean, what, do, we, do we think that's a, a, a mortal wound? I'm um, fairly sure it's meant to be a mortal wound. Yeah, least, because that it, sword it doesn't does look too clean. Kind of imply that he's reanimated her. Then. Yeah, yeah, and that, well, it that's what that's what yeah, that's what yeah, starts so. the like whole so House of the Dead franchise. Yeah. On her. yeah, yeah, it breeds new characters. That's know. it exactly, yeah, and the yeah, idea yeah. is that he becomes the villain and the mad scientist. I think as a result it of that. Then, yeah. See, I mean, you know, who says this isn't a faithful adaptation of the video games? Yeah. Not me, certainly. No, certainly not I. Very faithful. Like surprisingly. Well, in terms of aesthetics, yeah. And I yeah. mean, the question is, like, if not in terms of aesthetics, how are you so measuring this? Because it's not story. It makes me wonder why the fans hate it so much. I think because it makes them... I think it it's embarrassing to a it certain It probably extent. exposes it's, that they like this thing kind that's of kind of trashy. Yeah. I mean, cause, guilty pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we talked about this a bit on the podcast. I can't remember what the context was. I think I was thinking suspicion it was with Luke. But in context of things... Like why movies on the bottom are on the bottom one hundred, and a lot of them are. Some of them are because they're for girls. So stuff like Crossroads, stuff like Glitter. We talked about with Stacy. But in terms of boys, there's an element of movies for young men that are bad. But the worst thing is that they're embarrassing for them. Yeah. So things like say Batman and Robin, to pick an example, where Batman and Robin is you know it's a bad movie, but it's the worst thing in the world if you're like I love Batman. Batman is important. Batman movies should be great. It, it's it, an insult yeah, I mean, to you. It, 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 it kind of shames your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it kind of shames your own kind of interest in some ways. And yeah. it's like, you know, this, this is what you like. This is it. It's yeah. men in tights fighting. Yeah. You know, like Robin Hood men in tights or whatever. But it's just, yeah. And and this is that. It's like, this is what you like. It's, you know, silly running around with no real plot or internal yeah. consistency. Graphic violence that just keeps going and it's going like, you know, and going and never gets the it end. Is, you know? It's but very I mean, silly and no, has no internal logic. And it's like, that's, those that's, aren't bad things. It's fine, though. Yeah. I mean, let them do that, you know? Yeah. Have at it, as far as I'm concerned, like, in this film, too. I think, like, the consensus of the four of us is that it is those things, and those things aren't inherently bad. It has bad. its place, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. But anyway, so before we wrap up, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Anything we haven't discussed already with regards to the film? Um, no, not particularly. All I can think is I love that shot. Um, it's a really silly, stupid little part, but you know when they're having the fight scene in the graveyard, and just this, this one zombie pops his head up almost confused looking yes. like, out of the graves <laughs> and she just blows him away I'm sorry and she just blows him away immediately I just love that it was just it was, it's, it's like just, my name's Dave what's going on here yeah. I, just, I want directions to the beach thank you yeah and it was just that for me just kind of encapsulated the movie I thought it was but great but I feel like you know overall the action scenes actually were like you know for, for what the film was they were quite good I mean they were yeah. quite fun they were quite kinetic and they were quite slow and it, it, it was quite kind of focused but I mean it was it was good fun if, if a bit long, perhaps at times. Yeah. And um, also one line, like you know, he walks into the house towards the house, and she goes, "Do you know Scooby Doo?" It's like what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's an interesting reference, but I mean, quite specific, you know. It's a fascinating reference yeah. for like apparently hypersexual mid twenty somethings who are at a rave. Yeah. And it's like it's not. Have you ever seen a horror movie, or haven't you, have ever, you ever seen, seen this specific children's film series, yeah. which is like you know about a scared dog, I guess? Yeah. To be fair, I'm pretty sure there's an uh, exact uh, Scooby Doo movie that covers the same thing. 
What's like, go to an island for a party. Oh, yeah. Well, to be test. fair, they have the sequence where he pulls off the face, yeah, yeah, which is yeah, a Scooby yeah, Doo yeah, sequence, yeah, yeah. which I kind of love. Yeah. And again, maybe that speaks to the idea. Oh, my, should that perhaps? Well, that, that's it. Probably yeah. wonders if again, this is another example of like fans of video games who maybe want to take things too seriously, being like, "That's silly and stupid." It's a reference mm-hmm. to Scooby Doo. It's like, yes, it is. <laughs> One for the kids who are watching this, I guess. But I mean, this is not a kids' film, though. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. if you are, I guess. But I mean, who? But Scooby Doo is, you know, fun it's to a, a certain good extent. Good fun, yeah. yeah. It and it's another thing that kind of timestamps is that as uh, as a nineties early two thousands, yeah, yeah. Is that sort of like self-awareness of yeah. it. It's like, well, we're in a movie because they have the conversation about the holy trinity of zombie movies and stuff like that, which yes, is very out yeah. of place because it's not really like any other dialogue in the film and there's no real discussion of like That's zombies outside that. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. and it, But it's just well, this well, one well, guy well, yes, and yeah. it's the guy with the video With the video camera, camera well. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I think that about wraps it up. But um, what we normally do at the end of the podcast is we ask you guys to, to recommend something. So have you been enjoying something at the moment or you'd like to point people towards something? Uh, that they'd enjoy and then maybe where they can find you guys online and sort of what you're up to at the moment so uh, I don't know if uh, Jeremy wants to go first I'm trying to think off the top of my head it's just sort of ridiculous I watched like uh, do you guys ever watch Rick and Morty that kind of yeah. Really yes. weird yeah. stuff there's a new kind of show out that kind of goes in that direction very weird oh fantastic uh, okay, what's it called Final Space have you seen that yet I have not even heard of this it's I have not, not. Where, it's where, not where, like where, it's on where Netflix where can you find oh, it it's, it's on, on Netflix yeah it's on Netflix oh, it's, not, it's not the same as Rick and Morty it's kind of like I was saying to someone else the other day it's a cross it was to you actually mm-hmm. it was, it's a cross between Rick and Morty and um, I can't remember what the other example I used was but uh, it's, listen just give it a watch it's a really weird TV show it's really stupid and silly but it's kind of like just it's funny it's enjoyable the name again Final, Final space. space. Final space. Final space. Yeah. Um, Andrew's actually writing this one down. He never writes things down when I recommend them. It's part of the notes collection. No, but Darren and I'm I. Kidding, Darren I'm kidding. and I used to watch uh, Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty yeah, Morty, yeah. Season. So I think this might and, be a viable. Uh, and we have different tastes. Yeah, so it's <laughs> kind of great that it brings the two together. Um, but Ethan, if you have something you like to recommend. Recommend. I think it's good to watch on the kind of promote if you can Irish films. Um, I saw Animals a few days ago. It's oh, Animals like, is the Sophie Hyde film. Yes, it is. Uh, set in Dublin, actually. But I mean, it's kind of like can't cope won't cope that, that series on uh, RT and stuff right. two friends 20s like you know in, in the city it's quite good to watch it's, it's a kind of dark comedy in some ways um, kind of like coming of age as well in a certain way for adults um, good fun well made as well and definitely worth seeing it's out still I think for the next few weeks um, otherwise Holiday Granger and Ali Ashokat as well yes um, yeah 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 if you can't see it, do because it's definitely worth worth, worth a watch. Was that an Irish production? Yeah, it was an Irish co-production. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, think, wow. I think Irish and uh, Australian. I think because yeah, Sophie yeah, Hyde yeah. is yes, or yes. Sophie Hyde getting a lot of um, kind of um, the, uh, press about it. I, 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 um, because um, of I, I guess Alia Shawcat has yeah. a certain amount of, of cultural cachet. Yeah, I think she was on Kermode Mayo um, yeah. and yeah. a few a few different kind of like shows like that promoting it. When she was over here, she was very active in um, was it Repeal the Eighth or the Gay Marriage Referendum, whichever one it was when yeah. they were doing that. I think it was probably the abortion referendum. She yeah. was very actively involved in that. But even like you know, it's always so fun seeing Ireland on film as well. Like you know, yeah. even like Dublin, like it's so close to you, and it's quite kind of rare to see that kind of generally. So it's quite fun to watch that, yeah. and it was good uh, as a film. Yeah. And Andrew, and Andrew, do you have anything you recommend? Uh, time Crisis. Um, Actually, yes. Yeah. Along those lines. Love it. Yeah, but it, it, it just... Uh, Serious? Bring... bring it, oh, the video the, game. The, oh. um, the, the, the arcade game. And uh, Time Slitters 2, actually. I'll recommend Time Slitters 2. I'll throw in... Um, that, that was quite Perfect good on Dark. the, on the GameCube. That's right. exactly. Yeah. And things like... Again, I, my knowledge of this stuff is out of date. I don't game as much as I should. 
But even things like, say, ta- yeah, Time Splitters, as I mentioned, Time Splitters 2, uh, Perfect Dark, Goldeneye, those all sort of classic ones. In fact, they've actually brought out some emulators of like Goldeneye and stuff like that that are well worth sort of playing for nostalgic purposes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think once a game gets old enough, you can usually probably find an emulator for yeah. it nowadays. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Goldeneye is one of the foundational first-person shooters, and it still holds up. I think Perfect Dark is a little better, but it's it's perhaps a bit more forgotten because it, it didn't it didn't push the boundaries of what it was doing as far as uh, the Goldeneye, which was obviously inspired by. A browser game that's like not good, but it's it it's, it seems to be very good at kind of wasting one's time is is uh, Strike Force Heroes. It's so stupid. Um, it, uh, like it's it's a silly that's game. A I don't know if fighter game is it? Oh, sorry, is that, is that the cross screen like the what you call it? The yes, the right yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, like, you um, have um, like more combat. Like more, yeah, oh no, no, fighter, uh, no, this one is one where you have a gun, but it <laughs> just I, I, <laughs> it reminds me of quickly. Yeah, reminded me of um of <laughs> great option of this because it has zombies in it. There's a moment at the end where where the zombies turn back to normal, and you realize you've been yeah that you've been killing people the whole time. <laughs> that's an sort of existential crisis um all right then i and uh if people are looking for a bit more jerry and ethan in your in their lives where can they find you guys uh at the moment uh disconnected talk on instagram disconnected tk on twitter and then uh, on youtube as well yeah, on youtube you as well Podbean, disconnected talk and we're on, uh, Podbean Podbean on spotify yeah. uh um, apple podcast as well oh, perfect well trying to spread it out as much well. as possible yeah. the other stuff on as well i mentioned yeah. in time brilliant perfect. Um, that's grand. Um, and Andrew, where can we find you? A Q U I N N I U Q A on uh, Twitter. You can follow me at Darren underscore Mooney. Um, I also well, yes, two fifty. Well, two fifty as well. The the it's spelled using real letters as well. Where we tweet out what we're doing each week, and we'll kind of tweet out what we got coming next week. Oh, also subscribe if you aren't subscribed. Yeah, as well. Um, and you can subscribe anywhere you want. So like Apple, iTunes, Spotify. Would be mad if this just came up in your feed without you <laughs> ever 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 having listened to it. Like you haven't searched Not for this movie. You, 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 it, it just came up suggested for you. Let, let us know if that happens. If that actually ever happens. There's, an, in, there's an interesting, uh, sorry, I don't, no, no. Um, minds.com, it's a new website. That's what they're trying to, I think they're trying to compete with YouTube. They have a cool little feature where it, they, you can donate tokens to someone's page or someone's videos and it will like take Patreon. that as a kind, no, it's kind of like that, but it's, they, t- sorry, they take it as a cue to advertise your thing. Oh, okay. So it's like if one person donates one token, They'll advertise it to a thousand people. Okay. It's sure. really oh, interesting. Yeah, cool. I get that. Other yeah. people like so who yeah. wouldn't typically see your stuff. That's why I, that's why I said I said well, that's, that's a great idea. I think I just set something up on that. So I don't know. You guys might find that interesting looking into it. Like it's pretty interesting. Yeah. It seems pretty cool. It seems well set up, and it seems to be taken off in the US. Apparently, quite popular. I like that Andrew. Andrew took a note down on on your sort of like space recommendation. I hope and, it pulls off. And I hope it does well. I'm I'm now taking a note on your uh, sort of like podcast promotion one. Thank you very Darren, much. Darren is my well, money manager that. from VH1 behind the music. Who <laughs> <laughs> was like, everything was going great for Andrew. Until tragedy struck. His friend of 30 years. Of Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> um, with all of his YouTube money. Um, but anyway, take it easy, guys. We'll be back next week. Bye. 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 Bye.